See you around, buddy boy. Welcome to a 60MW Spotlight Reflection movie show. I'm Chris and I'm joined by the most amazing man in the whole wide world. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello, buddy boy. <laughs> See you around, buddy boy. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm very well. How are you? Good. It's good to be behind the mic again so soon after yes. we recorded our last show, which uh, was uh, was very, very good. I enjoyed that a lot. It was There's some films that we do that just, I, I don't know what it is, they kind of, they do tickle a little, there's a nostalgic thing there, but also, I don't know, just, uh, I'm trying to say that some shows are better than others. <laughs> but, Without implying that some of them are shit. With, uh, <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. Some some of them would just seem a bit more, I suppose, special than others. The Crow comes to mind. There was another one, yeah. which I can't remember, so obviously it couldn't have been that special. Um, um, what? There's, been a few, there's been a few. There has been a few, to be fair. But yeah. it's um, uh, Superman 3 was a nice one to do because that did bring back some nice memories of uh, childhood and uh, other things. So, uh, so yeah, that was good. But... Um, yeah, we're 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 back again. We did say that we were gonna, um, because of our absence earlier on in the year, uh, we we're gonna make up for it towards the end of the year. So we're back again with another show. And last time, Superman three was your choice. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went with one of mine. And this is a film that I watched a lot um, back when it was released uh, because it used to be on Sky Movies. Um, this so it was released in 1990, and we're going to be talking about the first Power, starring Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, which you hadn't seen before, had you? Uh, no, I hadn't seen it. I've never heard of it. Ah, in fact, well, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, the reason for for me choosing it was because uh, in 1990 I would have been 14, so it would probably been released at some point either. Um, in the 90s or maybe 91 so I might may have been even 15 when I watched it so uh, when it was on Sky on TV and um, I just have really fond memories of it being a, a good thriller it had some action in it some good stunts uh, some elements of horror in it uh, so yeah it, it was a, a fun movie and I haven't seen it for years and years and years and then when I was looking for a film to watch for, for this show uh, I noticed that it was on YouTube, so that's another bonus because it's free to watch. <laughs> and also, it was a 720p, um, uh, sh- uh, what do you call it? Rip. Quality. Oh, quality. So, so, that, so that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christ, compared to some of them, which have been like 4p. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know. I, do, you, do you remember when, when uh, we used to sort of talk about video games a bit more regularly? And we we talk about video games being in uh, 1080p. And and all this, that, and the other, and you're thinking like, no, it's, you know, 
we were we're just spoiled, aren't we? So absolutely, yeah. Ten eighty wants ten eighty p. You know, scum. People complain now about games running ten eighty p. And then I know, <laughs> I know. For, for for YouTube, on I mean, we, I, I can't remember which film it was, but one of them I ended up watching on my phone because anything bigger than my phone, it looked fucking awful on YouTube, and even on my phone, it looked ropey. Yeah, there's got to be ones where. Um... It must have been like King of the Kickboxers or something like that. There's, where, like you said, we've watched some of them and they're just terrible. Uh, you know, with the the quality of some of the the footage on YouTube, but still, it's free. But that, but that adds to the nostalgic factor as well because we would have seen it on VHS, and that's you know, VHS was terrible. Well, that that yeah, that is true. Uh, it was uh, Leon was another good one we did. Uh, yes. Just scanning through a lot. <laughs> uh, oh, by Leon you mean Leon? Leon, yeah. Because. AWOL was also another good one. Uh, oh, yeah, true. That seemed like yeah. a long time ago now. Yeah. But Also known as Leon. Yes. Uh, or Lionheart. Oh, that as well. As well. So anyway, um, check out 60mw.co.uk if you want to have a look through our back catalogue. So anyway, um, the first power... The Blob. That was a good the one. The Blob. Yeah. No, there's been all... They've all there, there's been lots of good be, ones. All, yeah, there's been lots of good ones. But uh, If this is your first time to this rodeo, go and buckle up and put some cream on your bum so it doesn't make you hurt. Because I think that's what rodeos do, maybe. But anyway, yeah, there's lots of good things out there to get your ears round. Yeah, and I think looking at again, go, look, going back through our back catalogue, we we've we do all sorts. We don't sort of specialise in one particular genre. There's a few horror films there. Uh, there's a few martial arts movies there. There's some kids films there. What I'd class as kids films. Um, you know, there's uh, some comedies. There's some action stuff. There's there's all sorts. We haven't done a romance yet, have we? No, but that was never really a. I never really used to watch many romantic films <laughs> no, no, as a kid. <laughs> Why? It's like, should we watch Pretty Woman or should we watch uh, Total Recall? Uh, oh, what a choice! You know, so it's it was that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, so yeah, you'd never seen or heard of the first power. No, um, I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips as well. I don't recall many films where he was the the main the main star. Yeah. He seemed to have a bit of a run in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, because he was in Young Guns. Yeah, riding his Young Guns um, thing. Um, and then he's he's done um, a few other bits and pieces. Um, I seem to remember, because I hadn't seen him for ages. I'm mean, looking at his IMDb. He's got, you know, close to 200 credits with um, either acting wow. or voice work or various other bits and pieces. Uh, so he's fairly pr- prolific, but... Yeah, I think I hadn't seen him for ages, and because he was in Young Guns with Kiefer Sutherland, and then when Twenty Four was popular, or the first, I think it was the first series of Twenty Four. I'm sure he popped up in that because it was. I was going to say, I'm sure I saw him in that, and I was like, oh, yeah. well, I'd forgotten he existed at that point, and I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's Chavez. Yes, there you go. So, uh, so in terms of the um, the the cast, I mean, the the director Robert Reznikov, Rez Reznikov, <laughs> not Resin, Reznikov. <laughs> <laughs> he um has is only done for uh, uh no two, he's only directed two films by the looks of this um one of them being the first power obviously and then he did fil- a film it was a short and it was called the jogger um okay which uh yeah not quite sure only i haven't sought that out i i haven't seen any of his other stuff so no idea um but uh, yeah, and then you've got, also got Lou Diamond Phillips, who plays a cop called Russell Logan. Uh, Tracy Griffith, uh, who plays a psychic called Tess Seaton. 
Jeff Coba stars as Patrick Channing, who is... I recognise him from stuff. Yeah, he's the pentagram killer uh, in this. Uh, so he's the bad guy. Uh, I think last time I saw he's in an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? As man selling a gun. <laughs> okay. Uh, fairly specific role, I guess. Yeah. Um, then you've got um, Mikkel T. Williamson, who plays the partner of uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Detective Oliver Franklin. Uh, and then I suppose uh, you've got um, Sister Marguerite, who's played by Elizabeth Arlen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's various other bits and pieces. Yeah, we, you've got uh, Dennis Lipcomb as Commander Perkins, who well, also known as um, Budget Michael Ironside. Yeah, he does look like him, doesn't he? He hasn't got the voice, but he does look no. like him. No. Um, and then that's about it, I would say. Looking at it, so there's a chap here called uh, David Gale, who, uh, looking at his IMDb picture, so he plays a Monsignor, which I always like that word, um, uh, and he's only in it for like three seconds. What's one of them? The, the Monsignor. Yeah, uh, some, some something to do with the Catholic Church. Oh, is it? Oh, it's not like a French cheese toasty. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Croc Monsignor. Uh, I think he's fairly high up in the Catholic. So I don't know how it all works with their ranks. Uh, one of the top level fiddlers. Because you, <laughs> you've got obviously he gets for, he gets second choice of the boys. <laughs> you've got priests, then you've got cardinal, and then you've got Monsignor. I don't like Ooh. I said. I don't know how it works. Bishop, is it? No, no. Bishop's not Catholic, is it? Uh, I don't think you have... Or is it... No. I don't... Straight to the Pope. Yeah, I, I don't know what level they sit at, but still. Well, he, he sits on a throne of children. Uh... The grand diddler. <laughs> well, there is a bit of diddling in this, isn't there? This, which, unsurprisingly... Well, not unsurprisingly, sorry. Surprisingly, there's, yes. there's some diddling, which... Uh... <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, David Gale, looking at it, he is, I think he's the guy... Uh, from Reanimator, who you've seen Reanimator, I'd imagine. I've never seen Reanimator. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's the, the um, he's a doctor in it, and he gets his head cut off, and obviously because the the title of the film is Reanimator, so things are being brought back to life. Um, I'm sure he goes down on a woman as just a head. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a recommendation to watch that film, I don't know what is. Um, anyway, so that that's the main cast, um, and yeah, so the film itself, like I said, released in 1990. Uh, it's an hour and 38 minutes long, so uh, just eight minutes over that magic mark, which yeah. isn't bad. Uh, it's currently got a 5.7 out of 10 out of 4,700 uh, ratings on IMDb. Uh, it has got a uh, a, um, what do you call it? Metacritic, which is a pretty amazing for this this film, I would imagine. Yeah. So I, I wasn't expecting it, if I was honest. No, me either. So um, the Metacritic isn't particularly positive, though. It's got, well, it's got no positive reviews. Uh, <laughs> is that a first? <laughs> possibly. It's got a thirty-five score, um, which is seven mixed and three negative. So that's pretty bad. What's the actual user rating on that? 7.9. Seven, so it's like, again, is it one of those where uh, critics thinks it, think it's crap, but actually, uh, you know, the, uh, the people watching the films uh, think it's decent? Who knows? But, well, we'll get to that. Because um, the only opinion that matters is obviously 
as. So well, yeah, everybody's going to do one. Um, so should, should we take uh, three from the Metacritic? I mean, you know, so we haven't got any positive, unfortunately, but might as well, no. might as well still take three. So uh, and good lord, as well, all of the mixed ones are fifty. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's sitting on the fence on this one. Absolutely slap bang middle. Uh, do you what? Well, yeah, and the others all twenty five as well. So. Um, that doesn't seem right. Uh, anyway, do, do you want to take uh, one of the first ones? Um, who should we go for? Let's go for the Washington Post, who gives it, surprisingly, a score of 50. And they do say, The first power tries awfully hard to combine two popular film genres, the police thriller and the occult assault. Occult assault? Is that is that a genre? Oh. Yeah, fair but it comes up short on both ends. Mm. Um, and then I'll, I'll take another one. Uh, we'll go with timeout on this. So uh, Reznikov fails to sustain the tension established in the opening sequences, and the plot quickly de- degenerates into a repetitive pattern of possession and exorcism for the victims requisitioned by Channing's soul to do its bidding. With the exception of Phillips, the performances are remarkably unconvincing. Right, and I'll uh, I'll swim to the bottom of the barrel. And uh, we'll find ourselves uh, bobbing about with the Chicago Tribune at 25, who's put, the first power is no way above average for the genre and frequently far beneath it. Mm. Um, I quite like the USA Today one, actually, because I was just I was going to say that um, uh, we I haven't seen it, but uh, Lou Diamond Phillips starred in La Bamba as Richie Valens. God, that, that was a film, wasn't um, it? And uh, did he die in a plane crash, if I recall correctly either way well i'm assuming he's dead going by their uh their doodah yes well uh, yeah so the usa today say if they were going to make a movie with phillips about a dead guy who comes back to life why didn't they just make la bamba 2 <laughs> uh, hey. uh, that's quite good anyway um so the film itself it's fun weirdly when you look for stuff online because i seem to remember lots of behind the scenes um, things that I watched when it was on Sky Movies, and um, but I couldn't really find anything online, and um, because a lot of the stunts that you see in the film are, are practical, so they they did a lot, and and Lou Diamond Phillips does quite a lot of his own stuff as well, um, and so there were there were lots of behind the scenes featurettes, and and I couldn't find anything really on it, other than on wikipedia apparently when the film was released uh it had a budget of approximately 10 million dollars and it made it double its money uh more than double its money it got 22 million or 22 and a half million dollars uh in the u.s alone so you'd imagine like worldwide it would have made a bit more money and video yeah, video well, sales and stuff see double your money was good in those days but <clears throat> now everyone wants to make about five times its budget but you know not a bad return is it no and i think that he has got a bit of a cult following um based on some of the things i've seen online it's uh and there's a few video videos on youtube where people are talking about it and and going back to it so i i think it has got that sort of you know like i said cult following oh you said cult following not a bit of occult following uh, no no not an occult oh, that, i like that though that's good um so anyway shell have you got a synopsis from there is a synopsis for us they're, they're both the same so i'm just going to choose the one that i'm on so the synopsis for the first power is thus 
A dedicated LA police detective and a female psychic must stop a demonic serial killer who has given the powers of resurrection, teleportation, and possession. Hmm. Yes. Um, so there you go. Is teleportation correct, though? I don't think so. I was going to no. say I don't. He doesn't teleport anyway. Does he jump? No. I mean, I have written down what the three powers are, but because the, they get <laughs> they get explained to you at the end. They do eventually. Yeah. But you're thinking, well, why is this film called The First Power? But uh, I did wonder. I was wondering. Uh, it wasn't originally called The First Power. It it did have... Um, was it called The Pentagram Killer? It, that would seem like a you know, fairly standard name for this kind of thing. Well, apparently it became it, it began production under the title Transit, which would have been a shit mm. name for a film. Yeah. That is a shit name. So I'm not entirely. I'm, I'm glad they changed it. I mean, but uh, the first power, it's a bit sort of, you know, uh, it doesn't really give you a lot to go on, does it? So no. It sounds no, it a bit doesn't. creepy, though. It sounds a bit sort of, you know. Hot. I don't. I, don't I, I think it's a bit of a nothing name. I think they could have called it anything else, almost. Mm. The first power also promises a lot. The first power sounds like something. Oh, and it's not the first power isn't really that well hard is it oh. <laughs> uh well there you go right so um shall we have a listen to the trailer of the first power here it is since the beginning of time satan has worked to create the perfect killer one who kills many without reason one who cannot be stopped today that man exists be warned. We're just going to go through a very small door here. Lou Diamond Phillips is hunting a man who kills for the sake of killing. Tracy Griffith might be the only one who can help stop him. I know where he's going next. What? Oh. But this location fits the pentagram pattern on the map, and my informant says this is where he's going to strike next. This is the third time in less than five years that Logan has been responsible for the death or capture of a serial killer. See you around, buddy boy. I doubt it. Each death makes him stronger. How did you know where he was going next? I opened myself up to him. You might have executed his body, but his spirit has been released. He has the third power. He could be anywhere. How's the stomach, buddy boy? <laughs> Logan! He has the second power. Hi, cutie. He could be anyone. Sister. Oh, I'm afraid she's not here. Now, he has the first power. See you around, buddy boy. Immortality. You don't have any idea of what you'd be facing. <laughs> Right, that was the trailer for the first power. Fairly spoilerific. I think yeah. I think we should start rating the trailers, like give them a uh, you know a, a spoiler tra- sort of spoiler rating. 
Um, that last one we did, Superman oh. 3, that would have been a, t- a 9 or a 10. That, that, Superman 3 was an 11. That that was somehow ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Dead and Buried, that was a another good... <laughs> it's the same, yeah. <laughs> 9 out of 10. This... Mm, Six, six, or seven? six or seven, I'd go. Yeah. It does give away a little bit of the of, of what's to come, and I suppose some of the climax of the film. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, as always, we're going to go through the film. We're going to spoil it and uh, examine it uh, scene by scene. So I ri- I ri- written I I wrote notes, wrote some notes. I wrote stuff. Um, how many pages of notes have you written? I'm doing well. Oh, this is two shows in a row where I've actually written it, something. It is actually, isn't it? Uh, I'm not believing what I've, I wrote it, so I'm just checking. Well, my handwriting's fucking terrible as well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I've got ten pages, but the, it's my writing's quite big, but somehow messier and um, very small paragraphs. Oh, and very short, very short things. I sometimes I'll put quite a lot, but these seem to be just a. I'm probably only taking up a third of the page with each thing. It's like a, just lots of mini statements. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I did 10 pages as well. Ooh, Bang ooh, on 10 okay. pages. Um, and I started off with a blue pen. And then for some reason, I wrote the last... I wrote five pages in pink pen. I don't. Well, that's, that's because you, you saw it over two nights, and maybe the uh, well, second night was a little bit sexier. Possibly. I just thought I'd, I'd um, get in touch with my feminine side and, use, you know, write with a pink pen. So, anyway. Uh, right. So, um, hmm. should, we, should we get into it then? Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, let's open this one up. Yeah. I, I, slide inside. I, I always... Uh, it, I think it's fun for both of us, isn't it, when um, one of us haven't watched the film to sort of find out what they're... You know, reaction is, and any you never know. It uh, may uh, introduce a movie into our like kind of like a something that we we enjoyed so much it became what become one of our favourite films. Well, you have done that before, Stone Cold. Stone Cold, great action film. I love that. So, I I I must admit, I don't know why that popped up um, on my uh, or Brian Bosworth. I was looking at something on online, possibly IMDb, and. Um, it had one of his other films. I think it was a follow-up to Stone Cold, and it's called One Tough Bastard, <laughs> which is a great title for a film. And I was thinking, oh, should, should I go for that? Because I've never seen that before. And I thought, you, you've got to watch a film called One Tough Bastard. You do. I mean, maybe that's a romantic film. Who knows? That would be weird. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Okay, so um, the, the film opens um, with... Uh, Stuart Copeland score. I don't know if we've talked about scores and stuff in the music and, and the films and whatever. And um, Stuart Copeland, obviously very famous from the police, uh, the band, not the organisation. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know if, uh, so I've heard his stuff because he's fairly distinctive before. He's done some scores in other films. I haven't got, gone on to IMDb, but one off the top of my head is See No Evil, Hear No Evil with Richard Pryor and uh, Gene, uh, I was going to say Gene Hackman then. Uh, Gene. <laughs> That would have been a film. <laughs> it would have been a film. Uh, Gene Wilder um, and uh, The Equalizer. So if if uh, you ever watch those films, I used to watch See No Evil, He No Evil all the time when I was younger. I think it probably, I think that came out in 1990 as well. Um, Is that Equalizer the film or Equalizer the TV show? Uh, Equalizer the TV show with Edward Woodward. Oh, does that mean he wrote the he wrote the intro music? Yes. Yeah. 
Such a weird theme tune. It, it starts off really like that massive build-up, and then it just goes. Just a weird one. Yeah. So he did the the score for that. So I'm going to have to find out when Sino see no evil hear no evil came out so uh bear with me uh that's okay i've seen it once uh 1989 there you go so i wasn't far off no uh yeah but that was that was one of my films i used to watch i used to find the opening scene so funny i would rewind it and watch it over and over again and rewind it and watch it over again because uh there's just lots of swearing and stuff in it thinking it's brilliant uh as a as a 13 year old because you know it was a a comedy in the 80s wasn't it like children's films in the 80s it didn't really matter about language or or anything like that in them then you just had it in there yeah just got so much you know so many f words like i don't know why i'm saying f words like i'm a fucking child but you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it did as a kid though you know watching that with your mom we were both wetting ourselves laughing anyway um right so yeah it sort of opens up and um it's fairly sinister type music i think isn't it but yeah throughout throughout the film the music's Music's quite good. Remind re- reminds me of um, like a Silent Hill type music. Yeah, sort of distorted slightly, or like a play on like a kiddie thing, but then it sort of skews off into slightly unusual tones and whatnot. I think the, I think the the score's fairly effective. Yeah, and also there's uh, certain scenes in it where there's voices that you can hear in yeah. it as well, which are quite creepy. So uh, I quite like that. So, but. The credit scene pissed me off. Yeah, well, should we say I, 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 it didn't piss me off, but it did in some ways because um, there's no cap- capital letters. Yeah, and there was that. Yep. And also, it, it pops up twice. The first power, it pops up at the like the start, and then it does all the names of the people that are in the film, and then it kind of like, uh, oh, we've got to tell people what the film's called again. So, but that was it for me, really. Like I said, he didn't have oh. capital letters, and that's something that because my daughter at the moment, she, when she writes stuff, she doesn't. She fucking annoys me. Cause it's like <laughs> put capital letters, you know. Hey, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, like you know, you can do it. I know you can do it. You just been lazy. So, I mean, but anyway, that's something I'm constantly moaning at her about. But, um, but go on. Why did it annoy you? Well. Two things. The font, I found the font reminded me too much of The Hobbit. Oh, right, okay. Or like an old, ye olde, uh, I don't know, pie shop font or something like that. That annoyed me. But it's also, that I don't know there was a reason, but it, just the fact, the first lot of uh, credits that come up, it's in the bottom right hand of the screen. Mm. I was like, they should be in the centre. I don't like it down there. Yeah. It's annoying me. Yeah, because... And then the pentagram slowly builds up. Yes. Too slowly, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, but... Yeah, placement. I don't want my eyes to go to the bottom right of the screen when I'm first watching a film. I wish him to be centre. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because they then they like I said they kind of introduce the film again, like put the title of the film. But then they when the pentagram's drawn, and then you get the the first power kind of become more prominent. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit of an odd one, but yeah, uh, I didn't like it. No, I'm weird like that though. Um, I really hate films now because they don't even fucking bother <laughs> the title sequences at all. Now, just until the end. Cold opening, isn't it? A lot of the time with films. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then you go. Uh, there's a, a sister or a nun. Is she a nun or a sister? It's the same thing. Well, well, sister's just a like a sergeant nun, isn't it? Yeah. Something. So she's a a sister. She, she's a corporal nun. 
yeah, we've established we have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to the hierarchy <laughs> of the <laughs> hierarchy of the non nonhood of the Catholic Church. But uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, she Did, diddlers, fiddlers, sisters, and nuns, <laughs> and that share song. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, was it? What was that oh. one? Gypsies, thieves, tramps, and no, gypsies something, tramps and thieves. Yes, gypsies. Gypsies. Is there four things or just three things? Was it just gypsies, tramps, and thieves? <laughs> uh, yeah, it might have been. But then how yeah. did that go? Maybe we'd have to drop, have to drop the gypsies. Oh well, yeah, there was. I, yeah, I was thinking no. there was something else after that, but there wasn't. No. I have to drop the diddlers and just keep the fiddlers. So D- fiddlers, diddlers, sisters and nuns. Sisters and nuns. No, no, anyway. What well, does it work better as fiddlers, nuns and sisters? I don't know. There'd be a flow there. I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could work. We it could out. sort that out. But uh, yeah. yeah. So then she's in um, room with the other big wigs: the Monsignor, the Cardinal, the Admiral, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, what's it? The uh, Tinker Tailor. So, oh, anyway, uh, there's a yeah Tinker Taylor uh, CEO Diddler. There's... <laughs> CEO Diddler, Chief Diddler. Um... <laughs> what do you prefer, Diddler or Fiddler? Um, I don't know. I don't know which one. Which one would go for penetration, and which one would just go for a fondle? <laughs> oh, God. oh dear. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think Diddler's worse. I think Diddler. Diddler, diddler delves deep, whereas a fiddler, <laughs> fiddler faintly, faintly fondles. But d- oh yeah, did- diddlers are worse. <laughs> Don't you think though? The whole, I mean, <laughs> some people haven't got a fucking clue what we're talking about. But just, I suppose, hello to Alan. I don't think we said hello to you the last couple of shows. <laughs> but, uh, I think you still listen. But if uh, anyway, for our non. British or English listeners, whatever, who probably know what a fiddler is, or a d- it's not, it's not Topol from Fiddler on the Roof. It's not somebody who gets their fiddle out and fiddles. Uh, well, it kind of is, I suppose. Um, well, in a way, but no, uh, there there is a term called uh, kiddie fiddler, uh, mm-hmm. which, which is fucking horrible. But it kind of almost makes it sound not as bad as <laughs> what it actually is. It's a little bit more joyous, isn't it? Yes. Uh, you're having a fiddle, you know. It's almost like it's you're just kind of playing. It's not. Yeah. It's not a, a anyway. Well, isn't a fiddle just a fumble that you can see? Uh, a fiddle, a fumble that you can see. Well, if you say you were a teenage, well, not a teenage boy because you're not allowed to do that anymore. But say you were a, were a, I don't know, courting a young lady. Mm. You know, you could have a little bit of a fiddle. Yeah, but, but if the light if the lights are off, it'd be a fumble. A fumble. Yeah, I was gonna say. You, yeah. I, I would never say. Oh, I've, I had a fiddle with, with. Um, <laughs> Kath- well, no, not now. You. <laughs> I, had, I had a fiddle with with Kathy in the back seat of the car, because <laughs> that would be a bit weird. So what? So what would you have said? A fumble. No, but what if you could see? Um. Well, I, a finger. Would you just say I got off with her? Got off with her. Yeah. Yeah. I got off. I've got off. I fingered her in the back of my car. <laughs> Fuck you, <it> know. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. And to think I've got two daughters as well. That's shocking. Uh, yeah, not through fingering, though. <laughs> well, there's a bit of that leading up to it, but that's, uh, uh, you know, you've got to do a bit of foreplay, haven't you? All oh, right. So what I'm saying is you didn't just come on your finger and then just 
go up there. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think that works. <laughs> it always makes me wonder, and I don't think we've gone off on such a tangent before we've even got into the fucking start of the film. Especially not with the starting point of nuns. No, but uh, how much you actually enjoyed the film but based on the fact that we kind of digress into other things. But we'll get to that anyway. So, um, yeah, she's in there talking to the big bosses and she's saying, you know, the beast has come back and he's he's possessed people or, or possessed somebody. And there's been 15 murders and uh, they don't believe that uh, that what she's saying is true because, you know, all the pe- the bodies have been marked with an inverted pentagram. Uh, and they basically all tell her to just fuck off, I think. Yeah, basically, because the, they're men, you see. They're pompous old religious men. Yes. They're not interested in the witterings of a mad nun talking about murders. They're just interested in children. Uh, uh, yes, so... Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> basically, back to your convent, you wench. Yeah, just just go back to your your hovel and uh, yeah. and Le- leave the religious matters to the real men. And think about think about God. Don't think about the devil yeah. so much. Think about God and humility. That's it as well. Yes, uh, you know, stop spouting such wild shit. You crazy bint. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, then. Um, you see uh, Logan, like I said, who's this detective who lives in a bit of a shithole, um, or at least it looks like it. There's, it's always the same, isn't it, with, with cops and cop shows and movies. There's always a pizza box lying around, isn't there? Yeah, because, you know, they don't, you know, because they're so attached to the job, they don't have time to cook or learn to cook. No one loves them, so they just live on pizza. Yeah, I always remember that scene in Cobra where... Um, uh, Sylvester Stil- Stallone's character goes back to his. Uh, Is still still? S- yeah, sorry, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Get my teeth in. He uh, he goes back to his apartment and he's cleaning his gun and he's watching the telly and he get he's got a pizza and he cuts it with some scissors and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What why are you cutting it with? to make it smaller? I guess to to make it easier to eat. How old's this fucking pizza? He has to cut it with scissors. How spazzy is he? Can't use a knife. Well, why can't you just pick it up, pick up the whole thing, and eat it? Just, you know, how big's pizza that you have to cut it like that? Do you, do you eat pizza with your hands or with knife and fork? Me, yeah, hands. Yes, hands. Well, no, it, de- it will depend. I mean, if it's one of them, if you pick it up and it just flops down like a limp cock and all the topping falls off it, <laughs> yeah, then I might use a knife and fork because, yeah. But usually, I'll, I'll pick it up with. I'll pick it up with two fingers, like my, my thumb and my forefinger. Yeah. And if it's a sloppy one, I'll then sort of fold it into, I'll fold it in half again. So I've got a thinner, like a, like a, like a pizzery taco-y type like shape. I'd curl it. That'll do. So, yeah, so I, I'm kind of the way I'm holding my fingers now. So it's like I'm... Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got three fingers here. I've got my foot, my, 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 what's me, your middle finger that would support the bottom, and then you've got yes. my index finger which would support the right hand, right side of the pizza, and yeah. my thumb, and I'd fold it up like that, curly. Because yeah, your middle finger is usually the longest, isn't it? So you've got more, more of a support uh, beam yeah. for the uh, center of the slice. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, cops live off pizza. Uh, yeah. And they have cats. Oh yeah, he's got a cat. Um, and. Um, so yeah, he uh, he's he's trying to figure out stuff about where the killer is. He's drawing things on a map, um, and then he gets a telephone call from somebody saying that she knows where the killer's going to strike, 
uh, and uh, she says, but you can't kill him. And, yeah. and he's like, okay, fine. You tell me where he is and I'll, I won't kill him. Uh, See, I was wondering if he was a cop at this point or if he was like a vigilante. Yeah. Because um, you don't know he's a cop at this point, do you, I no. suppose? Um, and yeah, so he can't, he can't be killed either by being shot or, or killed by the police or then being given the death penalty afterwards. I mean, I'm not quite certain what she thinks is going to happen if he's killed 15 people. No, he's very specific, and and it's a weird, it's a weird warning. Yes, but anyway, she hangs up. He then he's got the final location or a location of where the killer's going to strike, and you know, guess what? It's only a fucking pentagram. I know he's not very good at dot to dots, is he? Because he couldn't figure he couldn't figure that one out just until that last that last dot was on plate in place. Yeah. Um, so uh, now we go to a stakeout, uh, and it's night time. There's a lot of stuff that's shot at night, but there are some day scenes. But uh, stakeout, and so you've got some cops. You've got uh, one pretending to be a, a bum, homeless <laughs> dude. Um, with, with his secret earpiece in. He just uncovers his face with a newspaper, doesn't he? And then he's got, he's got his earpiece in. Yeah. And, then, and he's moaning that it's raining. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> oh, God. So the next one is... There's a guy in a car, and he's he's <laughs> pretending to kiss a girl or a woman, and uh, he actually turns blow up doll. Turns out it's a fucking blow up doll. I mean, <laughs> that's not particularly undercover, is it? Uh, I mean, no. People are going to look at it and go, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. If I was a murderer, you'd you'd pretty much be fairly aware of where you are anyway, because you need to be just in case anyone sees you. Yeah. So you're going to notice that someone's getting off with a blow-up doll in the in the front of a car. Not even the back of the car, the front of the car. Yeah, that is quite funny. Uh, and then you've got another cop who's on a rooftop and he's a bit of a pervert and because uh, he's watching another cop's arse as she's walking across the road. Um, and then Logan's in, Logan's in the car patrolling around with his partner who doesn't believe any of the stuff that's going on. And, and Logan's very dismissive about it. Um, uh, and uh, he doesn't believe in any of the occult stuff. No. Uh, and then he, and then Logan, because his partner's black, because it's the eighty stroke ninety, so obviously he's only ever going to be the partner. Oh yes, the lower. So he just decides to mention the Ku Klux Klan to him. Yeah. Because he gets says you, you know you're getting all spooked about this thing, you know, thinking that they're going to be the Ku 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 Is it the Ku or <laughs> Ku Klux Klan? Clue. 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 Yeah. Is it, but I thought it was just Ku Klux Klan. Ku. No, that's that's the racist pigeon. Ku Ku Klux Klan. Clack. I don't fucking know. K K K. Anyway. Um. So then, uh, you know, then they're whatever they're driving around, and then the this the female cop, uh, Carmen, her name is. She's uh she hears a cat, and so obviously yeah. she's on her own. She's out of gets... eye line of all the other fucking police that are yeah. there. There's supposed to be about twenty of them there or something. Um, she finds the one alley because she's intrigued by a pussy. And uh, yes, uh, and then she's looking around and she gets drugged. It's the old chloroform, um, you know, grab, bit of, bit of chloroform or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a cop car and uh, two of the big wigs get out to, you know, is, is he a lieutenant or the, the one of the, the one in charge anyway? The, the, I've just always put him down as chief. The Michael Ironside knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Michael Ironside is the chief. Uh, and so they're sort of saying that, uh, you know, um, what are you doing? And they want to pull the patrols because they've got so many man. They've been out there for a few days and nothing's happened. Uh, and then they get the call through that the female cops disappeared. Carmen's, Carmen's been gutted. 
uh, and you're in the lair of the killer now. And uh, so she's all, she's tied up, trussed up. Uh, yeah. He's got quite a freaky mask. What did you think of the mask? Um, yeah, it was quite freaky. And then he took it off and he looked worse. He did, actually, didn't he? Yeah. He's an unusual looking man. He has got an unusual face. Yeah. One of his nostrils is on sidewards. <laughs> I see. I always thought it was his mouth and his teeth because his lips and stuff, they're quite big. Yeah. He, he, he's just an unusual looking fellow. Yeah. Um, so. He was never, never going to play the good guy, is he? No. No, definitely not. Um, and uh, so then. The cops are all looking for her, um, and the, the killer's sort of like again. He's he's doing this thing, this thing that the killers do, I guess, in films. I've never actually met one in person, so <laughs> surprisingly, yeah, at murder club, yeah. Uh, but they they could do, kind of do this thing where they they try and put the victim at ease, but at the same time creep the fuck out and scare them even more, saying, "Oh, shush, 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 it's gonna be fine." Yeah, we're go- we're gonna walk backwards through a little door. Yes. Um, and he's gonna, we're going to do it. We're going to go through your head, um, or something. Going to say the Lord's Prayer backwards. Yes. And things. It's like okay. Um, and so then, Logan and his partner are the only ones out of all of these cops that yeah. managed to find the fucking gate that, that the killer's gone through. Yeah, the four hundred cops who are at the place that that Logan told them about, plus the twenty who are. Who are undercover somewhere, and it's only them two. Yeah, only them two. And then, of course, they do the classic thing: they split up. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, because you know why not? Um, and then uh, the killer, then at this point, takes a bit. It takes a bit of a weird turn because he starts to unbutton her top. And yeah, we've got we've got a bit of leftover from the eighties, haven't we? Yeah, it's like semi-implied rape, but not quite. But yeah. He sort of unbuttoned the top and then he's about to cut her bra off. Yeah. I was w- so I'm not sure why that's part of the ceremony. Well, well, I was wondering where this was going. It does get kind of explained later on, I suppose, as the film goes on, why he needs access to their chest. But I was thinking, oh, is this just like a, uh, an excuse to show some breast? I did think if it had been made three or four years earlier, definitely. Um, so then anyway, he, uh, the partner, uh, Logan's partner, disturbs the situation. He gets knocked out. Because um, he's fucking useless, uh, yeah. and then uh, he's not the only one. No, well, it, then there's a big fight with Logan. There's a chase. Um, at, yeah, L- Logan fires three bullets and misses. Yeah, um, and then he misses him twice again. The, yeah, there's a big chase through um, like the hills and stuff, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they they there's a blood trail to which leads him to this. Uh, whose whose blood was that? I don't know. Well, I thought it was the killer's because he's been hit but you know um it's it's all so the, it's all a bit cat and mouse at this point yeah. he's in a building uh he's teasing him he's, t- he's taunting him he's going here piggy piggy or something like that yeah. uh, he misses with three more bullets yeah um and then so he this again was quite funny i don't know what you thought but so the killer confronts him logan's run out of bullets because he's useless <laughs> he's a shit shot uh, so instead, and he will always be a shit shot. So he thinks, "Fuck this!" Throws the gun at him, <laughs> and then um, runs at him and knocks him out of a window instead. Yeah, so it's a risky manoeuvre. It is, but also, wouldn't he have like you know a spare? I, I mean, I'm using the terms like I know what the fuck they are, but you know, clip, clip based on yeah. films from the eighties. You know, it's, it's wouldn't he have a spare clip or something? I would say so. I can't imagine Stone Cold running out of bullets. No. 
Um, but I mean, fair enough, because I mean, like you say, films in that from that era, you, they seem to have never-ending bullets a lot of the time. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, nice little stunt out the window, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he, it's it's a bad choice though because he lands, and then because I mean, we've already established he's not a very good shot, so he gets angry, jumps out of a window with him, gets stabbed, uh, and then loses the plot and just starts pummeling this bloke's head against the floor. Yeah, he gets stabbed three times in the stomach. Yeah, he doesn't just get stabbed once. No, that's not that's not enough. We get stabbed three times. Um, and uh, the, the, then, like you said, he, he gets all angry and whatever, and he starts smashing the, the killer's head against the concrete um, until the other cops have finally managed to figure out where they are. Um, and, well, how? Because they're not in the same place they were. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, they probably just listened for the gunshots in the air, which are missing everything, and going, oh, right, hold on, on. And in the background is... Yeah, he's over there. You can tell because he's not hitting anything. And the, the the gunshots. I mean, again, I'm no expert when it when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I don't know if they match up with the type of gun that it's. It's almost like it sounds. It sounds like a revolver, ma- doesn't it? Yeah, it, it sounds like a revolver or a Magnum style yeah. gun. It doesn't sound like a like um. Actually, you might be right with a Magnum. It sounds deeper, doesn't it? Yeah, it it sounds a bit more like Dirty Harry type gun as opposed to mm. um. Again, I don't really know what kind of guns. A Colt forty-five, let's say. I don't fucking know. One that you put the clip in the bottom rather than a, a you know, a, one that you put the bullets in the chamber. Again, don't fucking know. Bullets in the chamber. Oh, hold on. Do you mean? Hold on. In, in the revolver thingy. Oh yeah, like a like a cowboy gun. Yeah. Yeah, rather than a, like a Beretta. A Beretta. That's it. Sorry, what did yeah. I say? Colt forty-five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now a Beretta or a yeah. Weren't a Colt forty five a Western spinning gun? I think it was. You're right. Yes. Um, God, people are going to be so happy that their gun <laughs> knowledge once they finish this. <laughs> oh, okay. I tell you, if we, if we lived in America, we'd know everything about guns and stuff, wouldn't we? We would. But, uh, would. Anyway, uh, I can tell you, it wasn't a Luger. No. Oh, definitely not a Luger, and def- yeah. definitely not a Walther PPK. Because absolutely not. Yeah. But, see, you see. That's all. Those type of guns, no. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then uh, he gets pulled off by <laughs> <laughs> by the other cops, and they realise he's been stabbed, so yeah, they need to give him some treatment. Uh, he does his best kind of, oh, I've been stabbed face. Yeah, it's like the adrenaline's worn which, off now. Yeah, which is very much the same as is in Young Guns, oh, I've been shot face. Yeah. Um, so then... He's uh, you get a news report. Obviously, a little bit of time's passed now because um, the the news reporters explaining about uh, uh, Logan. You know, this is the third uh, type. Oh, this is three serial killers in the past five years that he caught yeah. or killed. Uh, yeah, caught or killed. Mm. I assume that was just like, oh, that's why she told him not to kill him because he's just got a habit of killing people. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then he's uh, so because if he'd killed three of them, wouldn't that technically make him a serial killer? Uh, so if he's doing, or does it have to be at the same incident? No, it doesn't have to be the same incident, does it? Yeah. But I'm sure is it, is it over three people that he become a serial killer? Oh, right, okay. Mm. Well, uh, so then the reporters like explaining what about this guy uh, who was the, uh, the the pentagram killer. Um, what was his name in real life? 
well, not real. Channing, uh, the, the Patrick Channing. Patrick Channing, yes. Not Channing Tatum, Patrick Channing. No. Uh, so, and, uh, so they go to his place of work where he worked, split, worked at some old waterworks or something like that. And it's, a, it's quite a weird scene because they just lift, they just lift a hatch and there's water underneath it and then it, it just goes to the next scene. Yeah. And uh, everybody says, all his co-workers said, oh, he's a really quiet guy and all this, that, and, you know, and whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Blah blah blah. <laughs> they were at the the trial, and uh, they're asking for the death penalty. Um, and uh, the the killer says to Logan, uh, "You know, I hope that you don't pussy out on me." Uh, and he he sort of taunts him, doesn't he? So he's out. How's the stomach? Yeah. Um, then he gives him a stare, which you get a close up of. Yeah, and there's like an evil note, a, like a growl almost. Like a, yeah. they are lock eyes, don't they? It's almost yeah. Um, but they walk him out of the bus all chained up so he can go up the up the steps at the court and everyone's booing and hissing like he's a, I don't know, like he's an evil wrestler or something. Yeah. Um, and Well, you think that they just take, they take him... I mean, they usually take him around the back around the and back. sneak him in, yeah. yeah. Rather than, oh, here he comes. I mean, 15 murders. The chances of him making it to court are pretty fucking slim. There'd be someone just sniping him. Yeah. Um, instead, it was like, you know, boo, boo. I suppose they, you, they'd throw you, tomatoes at him. Yeah, so boo, you rotten murderer, you hiss, etc. <laughs> um, so and so when they lock eyes and he and he says the the line which you hear quite a lot, uh, I'll see you around, buddy boy. Um, so then the cops are all celebrating in their uh, station uh, because he's got the death penalty. Yeah, Russ is doing what he does through most of the film, holding a cigarette with actually without actually smoking it. He, yeah, he does have a cigarette, uh, you know, in his hand or in his mouth quite a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but it's never lit. Um, and then, so then he gets a phone call from the woman who called him, telling him where he was going to be, and he, she, you know, saying, "I warned you about not giving him the death penalty." Um, and then these things, this all moving quite quickly. I mean, so yeah. you know, then we get to the death penalty uh, day, where the, the the execution. I said, it's "Death penalty day." It's like it's a fucking birthday or something. Happy birthday! Is this your <laughs> death penalty day? Um, and. Uh, Logan's watching, um, and he gets to let the killers kind of laughing. He's, he's, you know, he's very relaxed about the whole thing, and yeah, he doesn't give a shit, does he? No, uh, and he gets gassed. I'm assuming he gets gassed because it's the cheapest one to film. Yeah, um, and and so and then he blows a kiss at Logan, and then he's kind of his whole face it, like changes, doesn't it? He changes like he's, you know, expect it's gone from being jovial to just like staring at Logan, like yeah. you know, something's going to happen or whatever. Um, and it's like the, the the chamber gets filled with gas, um, and and he he actually fully inhales it, doesn't yeah, he? Like to to take it in rather than like holding his breath and trying not to. He's like it takes a big yeah, take takes uh, it all in, like you said, uh, like he's ready for it almost. Yeah, um, and then the the gas starts to get sucked out of the room, um, and then his hand starts twitching, and and Logan's partner's like, oh, it's just you know the after twitches or something like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, he wakes up and he breaks his bonds, smashes through the glass. Yeah. Well, a stuntman, sir. Oh, the stuntman, yes. The I was going to say, the stuntman does. <laughs> There's a very noticeable stuntman in this film. <laughs> uh, he grabs a knife from somewhere, somehow. Uh, Logan shoots him a few times. Nothing happens. And then he gets about to get stabbed. And then, yeah, it's all a dream. Yeah. He wakes up very sweaty and someone drops a cat on his box. <laughs> 
same thing. Or somebody throws a cat at him. Because <laughs> when the camera pans away, there's nowhere where that cat could have jumped from. No, there's no, no, there's no shelf. It, it's like it was dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. But just go because obviously, bear, bear in mind you've not seen this before. So, what what yeah. were your thoughts of uh, leading into? Well, you know, this is the first. I don't know. 10 to 15 minutes of the film so what what did you think were, were you into it were you thinking oh okay here we go this is a load of bollocks or uh where were you, where were you at i was struggling a little bit because i didn't think i knew enough about uh logan to give a fuck and he hadn't done anything to really make me give a shit yet either mm. um because i've got a problem with lou diamond phillips when he gets punched and when he gets hit i don't like the noises he makes when he fights right I find it quite weird. Don't know why. But if I if I compare it to Stone Cold, yeah, he's got you got that daft opening in the supermarket where he sends someone, you know, careering into a giant pyramid of coke cans from about forty foot away, and he's got the attitude and that. Whereas you haven't really got any. You got a little bit of sort of arrogance, but it's kind of like petulant arrogance. Mm. It's not like a cool arrogance with him yet. And he hadn't done anything to really get me on his side. Yeah, and he didn't have a he didn't have like a lizard that he was feeding Snickers bars to. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But he has got a cat. What's the cat called? Is it Jack? Uh, Jack, yeah. Jack. Yeah. I mean, all he's done so far is he's thrown a pizza box at the cat, and the cat's fucking elbow dropped him in the groin. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that that's the, the cat's getting his own back on him. It's like, yeah, oh. that'd be why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I'll now. teach you to throw a pizza box at me, yeah. you fucker. <laughs> And like you said, he's done the... And it's, ran, it's ma- not even that. It's the fact that the cat... The cat could have groined him while he was asleep, and that would have been the shock. Yeah. But he's woken up in shock, and then the cat's thought, this is brilliant, because he's going to get a double surprise now. He's already like, because I've had a bad dream, and now I'm going to hit him in the balls. Yeah. Um, so- nice one, Jack. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, then... Um, he's... Um, he goes to... Um, get up and then the cat starts hissing um and logan gets his gun because he's a bit spooked or whatever he's like a kind of a little scream it's a faint scream coming yeah. from another room in his apartment um and he walks in and there's blood all over the walls um and then he gets a knock on the door and it turns out there's a few like cop couple of cops there who literally just walk through in without into his apartment without saying anything he just walks straight in. they just walk straight in and then um Logan's like, I've got a bloodbath on my hands here, you know. And then he walks. He doesn't seem shocked enough. He walks in and there's, it's all gone. Yes. Uh, again, any thoughts on this when you sort of. Well, I mean, I've got what was happening, all right. This dude's come back from the dead and he's in his mind or going to do, you know, playing with his mind, making him see things, etc. But I was just like, why? He walked in, he was sort of surprised that one of the rooms in his house was full of blood and pentagrams and things. But when he, like, I answer the door to other place, he's just like, I've got a bloodbath in there. But that's just like saying, I can't come yet. I've just I've just exploded a yoghurt in the microwave. <laughs> Whereas he should have been, like, panicking because there's police there and he's about to show them a room full of bloody handprints and pentagrams. Mm. Just because he's a cop, he's going to be the main suspect. They, they're going to ask questions, you'd have thought. Yeah, um... but instead he was describing it like, oh. Something really quite irritating has just happened. Yeah. Just hold with me one minute. <laughs> um, so obviously he's a bit sort of spooked about it. And then, uh, so the reason why the cops are there is because they found the body of Carmen, who's yes. dead. 
Yep. Someone's smeared some jam across her neck. And uh, and she's not dead because you can see her heartbeat in her neck. Ah, uh, okay. And then she's got uh, a pentagram carved in her mm. chest. You do yes. you do get some breast. Yeah, you get a boob. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's not particularly sexy because, like I said... No. <laughs> it's a dead body. No. no. But there's no cut, is there? It's just a red. It's just a red smear of jam across her neck. Yeah. But the first thing I noticed was... I can see the vein in her neck pulsating because she's alive. Yes. Did that bother, that bother I'm, you? I'm such a cretin. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, um, I can't read what my writing says. It's a, it's a, it looks like woman steals car. By... Oh. oh, there we oh, go. No, I, yes. I put car park, exclamation mark, a sassy redhead nicks a car parking space. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, has that ever happened to you? Or have you ever done that? <clears throat> Stolen? Like, um, you've been waiting for a car park space and then somebody, you know goes into it no i'm one of them who i can go in a car park for half an hour and as i've driven past that's when the fucker pulls out uh yes no one ever pulls out in front of me it's always as i drive past bastards yeah i I, that has happened to me once recently actually and i was i was in a car park it wasn't a very big one and uh, i and i was being polite and i was sitting there i knew somebody was coming out reversing out because I obviously I was, and then I thought, well, if I wait here, there's only one way in and one way out of this car park, right? And there was a car that was coming in, and uh, it kind of looked at me, and I said that, you know, I'm waiting for this one. So they reversed. Well, anyway, then this car left, and this, uh, just as I was about to pull forward, this other car shot into the fucking space. What a wanker. So I sat there waiting for them to get, they had to walk past me to get to the building I was going to. So I sat there. And uh, and then they must have seen me out the corner of their eye because they just faffed around in their boot for a while uh, or their trunk. And and I, and then they finally did come. And I was like, well, thanks a lot. I've been waiting here for the last five minutes. And I was like, and then they looked at me as if I was the one in the fucking wrong. Oh, wankers. I hate, I've had it, I've had people try and do it because I'm like in a car park where the cars can come out either way. And I'm sat there waiting. And, I'm, and I, you see them. You see someone else pull down, and just as the car's coming out, and you think they've seen me here. And if this car, if this car pulls out and turns right, so it goes past me, they're gonna fucking try and get in there. Mm. And they do, but I'd have to slam myself in 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 the way straight away. Yeah. So that's. But uh, you bastards! What you should have done? You should have just pulled your car up directly behind their car. Yeah. Got out of the car. Then just sat on your bonnet and stared at them. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would have that they would thought that would have been a bit crazy. Just say nothing. Just stare. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's what my, then then my note makes sense because a woman steals a car park space. There you go uh, from a man who's obviously not very happy, but she seems really fucking happy and pleased with herself, yeah. doesn't she? That's why I called her sassy. I don't think I've ever I've never used the word sassy in any of my notes. See, I I thought you were going to write um, cunt. Um, because of, she's just <laughs> fucking, you know, haha, I've stolen your space. Uh, but you see, that I was quite glad I wrote sassy, because then my next one is, not so sassy when pipes, dra- pipes start dripping blood. Oh, yes, yes. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, excuse me. So, um, like you said, then um, she looks down and she sees blood on the floor, and then she looks up and there's pipes which are dripping blood um and she sees a man in the background in the shadows kind of walking towards her so she um walks to turn around 
and as she turns around, the killer grabs her, but then it it does a kind of a flash thing where then it, it's actually a man who stops her from being run over. Um, which it should have just been the fella whose parking space she nicked. Yeah, that'd have been better. Um, so yeah, then she looks at this guy's paper. He's, he's carrying a paper. She get grabs it. She grabs his paper out of his bag or whatever. Looks at it, and I'll, I'll be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, um, I've just saved you. Now you want my paper? Get fucked. Uh, <laughs> and it's something about um, a cop being killed. So obviously, you know, she realizes some shit happening. Um, and then uh, she then she's in an interrogation room, uh, and she'll only talk to Logan. Uh, and so they have a conversation about the pentagram killer and uh she you know she explains a bit what she does she says she opened herself up to him uh and that his spirit's now been released because he was killed yeah he's a force Uh, a force of nature well not nature but he's a force now yes uh she's a professional psychic uh, yeah and she's helped other police forces with uh trying to locate a uh a lost child uh obviously Logan doesn't believe any of this shit at all. Um, and uh, Well, because she's a professional bullshitter. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen a psychic or uh, have you ever... Oh, I have not, because they don't exist. <laughs> I, I knew the answer to that question, but I thought I'd ask anyway. Uh, Ugh, no, I've, I've heard people go, oh, no, my, my, my auntie's got the gift. Mm. I was like, fuck off, what gift? Uh, she can she can tell you what's going to happen, or she knows what's happened. But I fucking know what's happened because it's happened. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so I once, when I was younger, I used to listen to the radio. It was a local radio show. There's, there's a guy called John Starkey. I don't know if he's dead now, um, but he you didn't see that coming. Did I, he? <laughs> I knew you could say he um, he was on the radio and he was reportedly this psychic you know people would phone up and he'd tell them about stuff and he'd tell so i phoned up once and um uh, and he said i can't why uh, well i was young and stupid uh, oh were you actually intrigued or you were just trying to play with no, it no 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 I, I was intrigued and he said something like uh he also surrounded i can see i can feel it and see that you're surrounded by electronics and uh and i say i was I, I, you know, right. there were some electronic items in the room, <laughs> such as a stereo <laughs> and a, as, a, as a fucking plug socket. and a computer. Um, but I can't remember anything else that he said to me. But at the time, I thought, mm. "Wow, you know, it must have been a fucking bomb." If you can't remember, <laughs> must have changed your life. Oh dear. Anyway, I think that's the one and only time I've seen her or had any contact with a, a psych. They tend to have a lot of them in places like seaside towns, don't they? Yeah, there's always a madam something or other. You know, you can go in and pay to have your fortune told. And yeah, I have known people that have come back. You know, I've worked with them. They've done something like that, and they really believe in it. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I mean they're not my top priority. But if I was in charge of everything, they're in one of my, you know, they're in one of my pits. Yeah, where I put people that I don't like. No, they're they're quite a way down the line, but they ain't they ain't you know, sticking around too long. Um. So anyway, did you ever phone Russell Grant's horoscope line or whatever? He's bound to have had one. Oh, possibly when I was when it was what when 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 things like that when phoning. Right. So before the internet, when I was a kid, and um, I, you could phone 
to <laughs> anything. You could phone to listen to a song on your telephone. Or and I remember <laughs> optimum quality phoning <laughs> and I listened to um A Good Heart by Fergal Sharkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, on the telephone. Fuck knows Fucking why. <laughs> but it was why? I think it was just because my mum and dad were out and I did it just to see what would happen. Um, and I, just to see how much it would cost on the bill. Yeah, and I'm sure that I may, I must have phoned something like that. Like you said, a, 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 a horoscope <laughs> line because that was the thing you did, wasn't it? Anyway, I, I never did. I never oh, phoned anything. <laughs> I know you used to have a phone for game tips and stuff. I never did oh, any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gay. What was the gay one in the nineties or the two thousands? Uh, oh, it, God. oh eight uh, oh eight fifty 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 yeah. or something like that. Is it? Yeah, I think there, there was a couple of them, but there was the oh eight nine one fifty fifty fifty. That was seemed to be for pissed people who who just wanted to talk to some old granny when they got back from the pub. But there was the um, the tremendous gay advert as well, where all your stereotypes were in like a an alleyway flexing. Yeah. No, that or doing good. sailor stuff or whatever. <laughs> it was amazing. And, the, and, and well, it's still happened now. I haven't watched it for a long time. But then you get the things like um, the the ten minute free view, uh, and then you got the the, the channels, the like Babe Station and whatever. Mm. And you get the women just gyrating and getting the tits out and uh, holding the phone, shaking the phone like, "Call me, call me." Um, it's like I don't know who. who I, I that's one thing I've never done. I've never called no. um, that. You know. Might have watched them and just in the silence and, and what? Well, what do you want to talk to them for? You know they're gonna have terrible voices for a start. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I love you. Do you, do you want me to put it up, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Anyway, back to the film. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, she leaves. Logan's a believer, but he gets a cop to follow her. Uh, the pervy cop. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and then so. Um, They've found somebody who's killed Carmen, who yeah. is in a catatonic state. Uh, he They found the murder weapon on him. And uh, so Logan goes in a cell with him, puts a lighter very close to his face. Yeah. Oh, before that, the other cop says, I don't know what this guy's baked on, but he's ready for the salad bar. Oh. Uh-huh. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Uh, don't know. I don't have no idea. I didn't know if that was a well-known saying. <laughs> no, I've, not, I've not heard that one. Um, so, but anyway, this guy's not saying or doing anything. Logan gets up to leave, turns his back to him. You can't see the face of the killer, but you just um, you, you hear him say, um, "See you around, buddy boy." And Logan obviously freaks out a little bit around this because the other cop who's interrogating him is still in the room, and he th- he says, "Did you say something?" He's like, I didn't say anything. Um, and so he, he gets a bit freaked out. He leaves. He undoes his tie. You can tell he's freaked out. <laughs> he's like, oh, fucking hot in here. Yeah, oh, I knew I should have done a double Windsor this morning. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, then he says he doesn't believe, well, he doesn't think that that guy killed Carmen, um, but he still doesn't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Really. Yeah, because he said, he, who could he kill? Because he's too small, weak, ugly, and baked. Yes. Um, so, anyway, Logan and the partner go to Tessie's house and break yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, at- we say house. Is it a mansion or is it just... 
It's either is it a cliffside mansion or is it just an amazing? No, it's a mansion, isn't it? There's an outside. I was going to say, is it a flat? But no, it's just a. It's just on top of the hill somewhere, isn't it? And it's uh, it, got an amazing view. It's, All of that from being a liar. It's really posh. It's a really posh mm. apartment. It's got a swimming pool. It's got, like you said, a, a, um, a view that overlooks the, you know, the whole city. And um, I don't know if you ever watched Bosch, but he's got a property. He's got a building like that where he, it overlooks the whole of Los Angeles. But anyway, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not seeing that. But it's it's reminiscent of a, the sort of place that an architect would have in a 1980s film. Yes. Um, so, um, but so she, like I said, she lives in a really posh house, um, and then Logan turns on a computer. No password protection for her. <laughs> um, uh, just uh, and, and then they don't look into it in any great deal. Um, that it, there's a few options there. There's horoscope, um, psychic games, uh, mind games, <laughs> uh, past lives, metaphysical info. Sports and Wall Street. Uh, yeah, that, to, to play the stock market, allegedly. I'll tell you so that. maybe that's where she's got a bit of money from or something. Yeah, um, all, all wrapped up in a juicy C-fax-looking graphic. Uh, so, yeah, and then Logan finds a folder of him and the killer and all that sort of info and stuff. Uh, and then um, the pervy cop loses Tess because... Well, he doesn't lose her, she confronts him, but he's too busy staring at another woman's arse. Yeah, he's terrible at undercover. If you're following someone, he stood, what, five foot away from her when she's in the she's, shop? Yeah. Um, and so he, he turns around. She's gone because, he's like I said, he's too busy looking at the woman. Uh, and then she turns around and says, you know, if you, you keep following me, I'll call the police. It's like, surely you know he's the police. if, Or, or I don't know. I think she does play in. Ah, okay. Because she knew. Because I think she, yeah, she knew he was the police. Ah, okay. Uh, and then Logan's there. He's listening to the answer phone. Uh, there's three messages, uh, two normal messages. Well, one of them she gets dumped. Yeah, she gets dumped by somebody who, who he says something like, you know, I can't, I find it hard to be with somebody who know, knows what I'm thinking or knows what I'm going to say or something. Um, and then the ki- see, I'd be looking at it the other way. I'd be like, right, she's doing quite well for herself, so she's probably worth hanging around. Yeah, um, you know, she's not, she's not bad looking, is she? No, no. There's worse. There's worse out there. All of those, all of those ones that f- mate you had to choose from in uh, which one was it? Blood, not Bloodsport, not King, King of the Kick. But was it King? No. Oh, King of the Kickboxers. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's better than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the killer pops up, taunting him on the the phone, uh, and he says, "You know, let's let's meet up somewhere." Uh, so Logan then goes to play the message for his partner, obviously, and there's only two messages there. Um, so and Tess comes home now; she's pissed off uh, that they're there. And well, no, it's okay because he tells her that he can do anything he goddamn wants. Yeah. Uh, can you? Can you? No. Uh, and so they, he goes to play the message, but again, the message is gone. Um, and Logan tells Tess. Um, that uh, and the, the killer that that sorry, let me go back. Tess tells the partner that he's in danger because he's got a medallion. Is it like a St. Christopher or something? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, and then it turns into a pentagram very quickly and then it, go, oh, does it? goes back. Okay, yeah, so it turns into a pentagram. She looks at it and then that's why she says, You're in danger. Uh, so oh. it spooks him a little bit. Um, and um, 
I've read something here. Oh, so written something here, I should say. Uh, Logan something Tess and Killer are in. Oh, that's it. I, I thought I thought it said carrots. <laughs> Logan tells Tess and Killer are in carrots, and she has po- carrots. She has poisoned someone, but it's actually Logan thinks Tess and the Killer are in cahoots. Uh, I put. They argue no more goblins. That that's she. Oh, that she is part of the same cult. Because he mentions goblins because he's having a go at her. But I think, yeah, they're in the same place. That's good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and like I said, the medallion is changes very quickly from uh, St. Christopher to uh, Pentagram and then back to St. Christopher and, um, you know, it spooks the partner. And at this point, the partner's thinking, oh, you know, I don't like this. Um, and so they all go to this location, which is a, um, a bit of a sort of a Mexican-style Spanish... Yeah, thing. I think like a Mexican street fair. Yeah. What of a better term? And ooh, we see some ooh, some devilish old Mexican ladies sat down. What? And they're looking at the partner, uh, you yes. know, giving him the eye. And then he's getting spooked because, like, it's, it's, it all changes and he pe- thinks the people are watching him. Um, and then all of a sudden, out, out of nowhere, comes this, this horse and carriage cart. <laughs> yeah, driven by a stump man. <laughs> um... Uh, which knocks him over. Which I thought was quite a good stunt. Um, I don't know. The, the knocking over weren't great, but then he just gets horse twatted. He, and then he gets trampled on. Well, that's right, trampled, not twatted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, yeah, and then, so he's dead. Um, so well, not, not before he, not before, because he, he's obviously not dead dead, because he got to die. Ross runs up to him and he's like, I saw it, Ross. It was him. Mm. Yeah, uh, the emotion. What? Just prior to that, like I said, when he kind of he sa- he says to Russ, "Why are we doing this?" We, you know, I don't like it. Um, and I, and I was thinking, well, you know, like you said earlier on, it was that kind of era. You you're the expendable partner, really, aren't you? You just absolutely. You're just going to get battered at some point. So, um, yeah. So he's dead. Um, there, there's a bit of a chase going on. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this in a film before, but possibly. A, a, so they get in the car, they're chasing after him, and they're chasing after this guy in the, the, the horse and the cart. horse and cart, yeah. Uh, and he manages not to catch him. Uh, <laughs> it's because he's driving so recklessly. Recklessly? Recklessly. Yeah. Because the horse and cart man comes tottering around a corner. And then, uh, yeah, Rusk, uh, Logan comes flying around into a big, uh, into a big skid. Like big sort of like keep control of the car, power slide around the corner. It's like if you'd have come around at a reasonable speed, you would have quite easily overtaken that horse. Mm. But you're driving like an idiot, so you haven't. Yeah, um, and sh- so um, for some reason, d- does he put handcuffs on her? I wasn't sure because it looked. I, I assumed that he had because otherwise he traps her in the car just by putting a seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, uh, which you should. You'd have thought she could have easily unclipped that, and also, she could have un- all she if she, even if she did have handcuffs on, if they were, she could still unclip that. Could have unclipped the and got out and just because yeah. they weren't behind her hands weren't behind her. Were, were, That's very true. Were yeah. they anyway? Uh, she was just flummoxed by a seatbelt. This is shocking. Yeah, uh, she should have seen it coming. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Logan runs into a building uh, after the killer. Um, they're on the roof. He confronts him. Yeah, well, there's a stump man, isn't there, on top of the two, like, what are, what are they, tank, uh, tanks of something? Yeah. Description? Yeah. 
there's a stump man on top of there sort of following him around. He, yeah, confronts him. Um, and uh, so then he got, he's got a gun on him, his gun drawn on him. And, uh, you know, he, he does that whole thing and he says that the line, uh, see you around. And then proceeds to jump off the building. Yeah. Um, which I thought was quite a good stunt. Yeah, they do like... If they've nailed one thing in the film is the people jumping off stuff thing. Yeah. They do it a few times, but it's, it's quite good. It's quite good They because he just obviously falls like a stuntman because it is a stuntman, obviously, but he still does the falling thing, but then he just sort of just lands at the bottom and runs off. Yeah. Like, that's fair enough. It is, it is quite... A, I mean, I, I couldn't see a wire. There must have been no. a wire that slowed him down mm. at, towards the, the bottom. I mean, again, that must have taken some you know, working out. Because it's kind of a bit of like a bungee jump, but without the, yeah. you know, the bouncing part. Um, it, it's, uh, I suppose, in some in some ways, a little bit like, but not to the same extent, the bit where, uh, in Goldeneye, where he jumps off the dam, that kind of thing, sort yeah, of. Yeah. Um, so it's quite good. And then like, yeah. but what I, I wanted... Because I rewound it a couple of times and watched it again to see if I could spot the wires or just so, just to see how it was done. But it would have been nice, a bit like kind of a Jackie Chan style thing, where they showed it a couple of times from different angles. Yeah, just, yeah. Just so you could. But then, you know, I don't know. Um, I I was expecting him to actually just hit the floor uh, and then get up. Right. Just to prove like his omnipotence. Well, mind you, I suppose jumping off a building like that and then just landing easily and running away does the same thing yeah but i expected a thwack and then to kind of get up and like crack up because his bones were getting back into place or something i don't yeah um so obviously logan can't believe what he's seen he runs down the catwalk and uh then he sees two people and asks what happened to the man who jumps off the roof (laughs) obviously gets a (laughs) gets a mouth (laughs) a bit like you know what you've been smoking mate uh kind of reaction and then obviously the captain can't believe it either uh and Tess has gone because her lawyer came and got her. Um, how, how did the lawyer know she was yeah, there? Yeah. So, so quickly, bearing in mind that he's been gone from that car for, what, two minutes? Yeah. Three minutes tops. And in that time, the police have found out where the car was. The lawyer's come and released his client all in that time. And there's no mobile phones in this film. No. So... no there's no no digital thing. This would have been... You have to use carrier pigeon or actually have to find a phone box. Yeah. Booth box, what you're going to call it. Um, and you get to see that, so there's one like guy in charge and he's he likes, he seems to like Logan because he gives him a lot of slack and whatever. But then there's another guy who's in charge who's a twat to him. Um, and Although he has a point, doesn't he? Well, he says, you know, you, you basically you've broken and entered her house, you've kidnapped her. Uh, he tells him that they've been in a high-speed pursuit. Yeah, questionable if it was, if it was high-speed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then they get a call that another cop's uh, dead. So these are all cops that are close to Logan, that have got some connection yeah. to Logan. So this is the pervy cop now. Uh, Ma- Mazza? Mauser? Ma- yeah, name? that's it. Something like that. And this is quite a good one because like, it's a bridge. It's a massive bridge. Yeah. And he's been sort of trussed up and, and hung in like a crucifix position on it. Yeah. So like the underside of the stanchion or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that was quite good because like even one of the cops who's looking at him up there going, how did he get him up there? It's a fair question. Which is a fair question. You should never get the answer of. Um, no. Because uh, they need a crane to get him down. Um, 
So, which again got there very quickly. Yeah, uh, fucking efficient. I'll give them that. <laughs> as far as as far as a police unit goes, and all of the connective things that they need, very efficient. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, so anyway, he's he's cut down, and uh, he's got the pentagram cut in his chest. Uh, so uh, then the the nice boss cop hands over the investigation to the arsehole cop. Yeah, Gr- Grimes. Grimes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, and at this point, Logan's sort of like we're. I don't know if we're at the midpoint of the film now, but Logan's starting to think there's more to this than you know. But he doesn't want to believe it, does he? No. So, but he goes to a church to confess his sins for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, well, in the first time since his dad was shot. Well, that's it. So now you get to start to know, find out a little bit more about Logan and why. Yeah, 40, 40 minutes into the film, we we get some characterization. Uh, sort of. <laughs> why why he is the way he is? Uh, because, like you said, his dad got shot and killed, and then his mom went mad, and uh, he blamed God, yeah. and he asked the question of the priest. Yeah. You know, is, yeah. is dead dead? Yeah. Can a spirit possess someone? The priest is like, well, yeah. Yeah, um, and so the 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 uh, the priest says, um, "Can I ask you a question uh, before I answer your question?" And and so he says, Logan says, "Okay," uh, and he says something like, "How's the stomach?" Um, and then he, he laughs and throws a knife at through the thing. How does he throw the fucking knife through? Mm. Good question. Hey, I'm not sure how the knife gets through. Um, but anyway, the, Logan turns around. He goes. Through, he, he looks on the other side. The, the, the priest isn't there. Uh, but then we get the killer who's standing on an altar. And he sort yeah. of does it like... A, again, you get the voices yeah. and the music, which is quite good. Uh, yeah, he's mocking mocking Jesus. Yeah, because he does like the Jesus Christ posed, uh, pose thing. Um, and then uh, he's uh, he's gone. And then... He appears again. Yeah. Uh, he, he jumps out of a window. He, well, that's it. He leaps over Logan. See, not just this scene, but as the film goes on, I think you get to find out that the the, uh, the killer's a bit of a fucking acrobat as well. Yeah. Um, because he, he seems to have... Well, obviously, he's, he's fallen off this building and survived the fall and run off. And so he has got powers. So now he can, like, leap over logan and other things uh and he smashes through a stained glass window um logan chases him into a hotel which is a bit of a creepy lobby just it's the shittest hotel in the world and it's full of people yeah what, why when, when why would the lobby of why would it be that full of people i don't know but lot of, of old degenerate hideous people who the, is it a hotel for the bums and hobos or addicts or what because everyone just looks terrible yeah and they're also sat there there's a vending machine in there i think and there might be a telly i'm not sure or radio one of the two it's, it's, but it's just a dump it's i mean it's it's depressing for the people that are living or staying there but you, you imagine fucking working there as well be like Jesus. all the all the like you said all the sort of um the the winos and whatever coming in and... yeah i mean who walks past that going hey let's, let's stay there the night it looks swell yeah um anyway so um logan's um uh looking at for the killer and uh he goes down a corridor uh and he, and he sort of tests runs up the stairs i'm thinking what the fuck's going on here 
mm-hmm. where did she come from? And then um, the door opens, the killer has opened the door. It's slow, slow motion now at this point, and there's an axe in Logan's head. You don't actually yeah. see it go in, but you kind of no. hear yeah. a bit of a thwack as it cuts away. Uh, and then Tess drops a bottle of perfume. Um, so let's kind of get this right for a second. So she has a bit of a high-speed pursuit. She sees his partner get killed. And then she gets trussed up and then she calls a lawyer because obviously, you know, she's been locked up. She's had her house broken into. She's mm-hmm. threatening lawsuits. and then- But she thinks, you know what I need? Bottle of perfume. <laughs> a bit of retail therapy. I'll feel better after that. Yeah. <laughs> and then wouldn't you believe it? You're buying some, I don't know, Estee Lauder or something. And then you just have a vision. You have a vision of, of, of Logan. Yeah. Uh, with his head getting axed. Um, yeah. And she seems to know exactly where he is. Obviously, she's seen it. Yes. She's seen... I know she's a psychic, but it's very convenient that... Hold on. It's like fucking Google Maps, isn't it? You know, in yeah. her head. Oh, I've seen the location. Then all of a sudden, there's a ping that goes off. You need to go to this location for the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have just enough time to get there in time. Um, anyway, so... Follow the same type of scene. What if what like what if she hadn't got her perfume? What if she, before she went to perfume shop, she thought I'm just gonna have a shit. <laughs> then she's halfway she's halfway through having a shit, and then she has that vision. Yeah. She's got exactly the same amount of time to get there. She'd have to nip and not wipe. Mm. Oh yes, to get there on time. Otherwise, it's game over. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh so she runs off. You, the same type of scene plays out, except this time he asks the guy at the reception of the lobby. Um. You know, if you've seen anybody, a priest, go in. Well, I, I this is the thing. I expected that the real version of the hotel wouldn't be quite a shithole as it was right. in her dream. No, same people. It's just, it's just a dump. Yeah. Again. Um, and because there's this old bloke who's just sitting there and he points his finger up in, in the version of this, the reality version, shall we say. Um, and so the same scene pl- pl- plays out in exactly the same way, except this time around she gets there maybe a split second sooner um, because she calls out to him. The killer comes out the door, uh, but instead he manages to duck out of the way. Um, yeah. And then, but he gets knocked to the floor with the butt of the axe. But it's okay because Tessa's got a magic coin. Oh yes, she's got this medallion. Which what the fuck is it? <laughs> is it a pentagram? I think. Uh, which seems to stun the... It's like a crucifix, isn't it? Uh, which, you know, to a vampire, it scares the shit but out of why, him. But why would a pentagram scare someone who uses pentagrams? I don't know. I don't know. But it does. It sort of put, it stuns him into... He, he, you know, he's, he can't... He's, well, you say it stuns him. I just thought he just looked at it and didn't do anything. Yeah. Maybe he's like... Um, oh, I'll have one of those. That's, that's a ooh. shiny one. Yeah, maybe he's kind yeah. of... Rather than it sort of stopping him in his tracks, he's like, "Oh, he's he's just transfixed with it, kind of thing." Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, we get to know a little bit more about what that's supposed to do later on in the film, but uh, do we? Well, we do a little bit, yeah. Um, be- okay, be- I'll let you explain because that. she tries that Jedi mind trick on him again, and it doesn't quite work. Um, so we don't really work this time because he just pulls a fan out of the roof. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing now. So we're entering sort of a more action style movie territory. I'll kind of... Rid- it's, it's a bit Halloween at this point, isn't it? Because he's got his mask on again. Yeah. 
So this big indestructible man with a mask who's just grabbing things to just mulch, mulch people into puddles well, he, if he could. He's gone from dressed as a priest to now dressed in his kind of, I suppose, killer get-up. Mm. Um, and like you said, he, he pulls a ceiling fan off the ceiling and it, and it works. And it's automatic. It turns into a fucking helicopter <laughs> <Yeah>. rotor. <laughs> so he's following them. The bullets, it's going that fast because the bullets are just not bounce, bouncing off yeah. it. Well, it... It's also because it's Logan shooting, so he was going to miss anyway. Um, so they get into, they go into a room, lock the door. Uh, we... They board it up with an innocent old man <laughs> in bed. <laughs> that is quite funny. Um, and so then they they um, go to the street. He bursts through the fucking, explodes through the door. Uh, uh, the <laughs> it, it's now become they have become the hunted. Instead of them yeah. chasing him, he's chasing them. Um, and so they they uh, get into a car. There's a guy yeah. in the car. They commandeer the car. Uh, commandeer. That's the fucking. I could not remember the word. I just put they procure a car. I procure. Could not, right, <laughs> could not think of the right word for it. <laughs> yeah, he ta- he he commandeers this car. Takes it over the guy, and then all of a sudden, the the killer he drops from onto the the, the bonnet of or the hood of the car, uh, smashes yeah. through the the windscreen. Uh, I did see the cable on that one, but again, oh, did you? I think it was still pretty decent though. Mm. Um, there's a, there's the typical kind of chase scene where somebody's on the roof or the and the bonnet of the car, um, yeah. and they're... luckily they're in an alleyway which they could have just closed off to film it. Yes, just sort of like scraping against the wall. And there's boxes. There's boxes because yeah. uh, it's that type of film. Uh, Until they smash through that thing of rubbish or whatever it is at the end, and then you see the dummy slowly slide <laughs> off the car. Yeah, the dummy. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, see that. But again, right. But then he appears behind the car, and I thought he was going to start running like fucking Terminator, Terminator 2. Too. Yeah, he does. Like, So he gets up at this point. So he's basically indestructible, this fucking yeah. killer is. Uh, so we're now kind of at the just over halfway point of the film. I, I didn't clock it, but maybe about 50 minutes into the film. Uh, what are your thoughts going forwards at this stage? I'm still not entirely there. No. I'm still not entirely into it. I'm, I'm having I'm having an okay time though. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I still don't particularly care about Logan. It's daft, isn't it? I think it's turning into yes. like proper daft shit now. I'm wondering, is there going to be any like big set pieces? Yeah, or anything like mad? Because there's been nothing. There's been nothing. Um, Nothing like too crazy yet. Again, I keep having to go back to Stone Cold, and I know it's the finale, but when that lets loose, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and I can't help but watch a film like this, thinking, are the last twenty minutes just going to be like the finest twenty minutes of any film that's ever been made? Mm, well, are they? Um, so Tess and Logan are chatting. They're, they're, Tess is saying that. Um, She's fucking useless because he, he asks her, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Um, and then uh, they're standing next to a hot dog seller who's listening to their conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's a f- sort of funny line where he says something about, and she, the, the hot dog seller like raises an eyebrow and he says something like, you know, she's just been released from hospital or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Um and, but then it's okay because Tess says she's heard of a woman who might be able to help. Yeah, from somewhere. Where did that come from? I've no idea. So, well, anyway, because the, the the start of the film opened with this sister 
being told to fuck off. <laughs> so you got to you know, go back to her. So they go to the, this yeah. convent. I'm guessing it is, um, and uh, they they this sister's really hard to get hold of because nobody would will let anybody in because she doesn't accept visitors. No. Um, and then she goes. They knock on the door. It's one of those yeah, of, of her dungeon. Yeah, they knock on the door, and it's one of those where she's got a little slot that she looks through with uh, with bars. Yeah. Um, so and that to stop it being a glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't want to talk to them particularly, even though Tess says something about the first power. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It was called the first power, isn't it? So we best mention it. Yeah. But then she basically said, forget about it. And then they leave. Yeah. It's like you've been, you've gone to people, you know, the bosses, and told people that somebody's there, the devil's there, whatever, trying to, you know, killing people. And now somebody's come to you and you don't want to know anything about it. But No. So, well, I thought the devil's there, but you mentioned the first power. Oh, no, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to go back to, you know, quietly fingering myself. Mm. Or whatever. Uh, whatever nuns do. So, anyway, now they go for a drink in a bar. Um, Tess, see, see, she's see, again. Is this her powers or what? But or is she just a bit of a cocky little twat? Yeah. Or is it just because it's a shit bar? You know everything's watered down anyway. Yeah. So she says to the barman that a drink, his drinks are watered down, uh, and then uh, she tries to get inside Logan's head because she mentions about his dad dying, which mm-hmm. gets Logan a bit pissy, um, and then so. He's not happy with her. Oh, yeah. That's what, she's like, you, you, <laughs> you tell him about his dad. She's like, you have to believe, Logan. Believe in your heart. Because she puts her hand on his, on his chest. Yes. And he's like, well, yeah, you, you got dumped. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, child. Fucking hell. Because <laughs> then she gets, the, she gets a strop on. She storms out. He apologizes. Without paying. She leaves without paying. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though the, 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 the liquor was watered down she's still got to pay mm-hmm. for it yeah still costs money doesn't it but you know she's all upset but it's okay because he apologizes for being a knob yes and uh tess tells him nope we need to go to channing's house yes uh for some answers and so mm. they pretend to be reporters and this uh this nasty old bitch opens the door uh i thought it was his mum. well i thought it was his mom as well yeah. but it it turns out that it's his it right. was his gran or nan. or nan, yeah, I wasn't saying that. Or nanny, grandma, yeah. uh, grandmama, and uh, or whatever you say. So, um, turns out that Patrick's mom died young, didn't know who his father was, um, so they asked to go and see his room. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was wondering why did she not recognise the policeman who put her beloved grandson into prison? Ah, yes, well, but then she says she's got cataract. Ah, oh, that's a, I like that. See, I didn't pick up on that because I. Didn't mind it until you saw a close-up of her face, and she hasn't got cataracts. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, but I like, I like, I like it. I like, I like the reasoning the logic, behind it. I was that's, fine with that. Yeah, yes. that's good. I like that. At least I thought about that. Yeah. So, um, and also, he's put some sunglasses on. It's like fucking Clark Kent. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, that's true. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Tell wear, him. I'd be glasses. like, you're wearing sunglasses inside. Get out. Um, oh, that's- that's what they they say to her. Oh, well, he was illegitimate, wasn't he? And she loses her fucking beans, doesn't she? And shouts, "He was not illegitimate." Yes. Um, and so she, she, they're in the room. Tess is kind of what a fucking room, by the way. <laughs> it's the, it's a creepy room. It's horrible. We've got cat wallpaper. We've got dog toys, an overabundance of dolls, and 
fucking clowns and there's a clown picture above the bed. Yeah. How much would you have to hate a child to put a big picture of a clown above their bed? And there's a... Um, one of those a music, music box? boxes, like, with a ballerina yeah. in it. And I'm thinking, this is a weird fucking room for a boy. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but then... So it turns. So anyway, Tess is kind of like losing herself in in this room. The music changes, and then she's like tuning into the sort of things that have happened in the room. Uh, and it turns out that his granddad raped his daughter, and that actually, it he is um, Channing's father, and not yes. not just his granddad. And so, and I put Patrick's granddad was a fiddler. Uh, I put I put diddler. Did, so we're on the same well, thing. There you go. That would um, so he's inbred. So that would explain his weird nostril and his odd face. Then yeah. And it just occurred to me. I don't know why, but you know Rolf Harris. <laughs> I do not personally. You know, but the, yeah. you know the song Jake the Peg. Yeah. It was right there. I'm Jake the Peg. Diddle 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 um. Diddle 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 um. It was there all along. It's like hiding in plain sight, isn't it? Exactly. It's like fucking Jimmy Savile, hiding in plain yeah. sight. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So that's quite disturbing. And so and yeah. so Channing, uh, not Channing, sorry, Tess is playing this scene out through, uh, as, as if she's in the actual sort of like, you know, the moment, because she's saying, oh, please don't do it, you know, please. And so, and then Logan confronts the Gran, and says, you know, you knew what was going on all along. You watched it happen, or you, you know, turned a blind eye kind of thing. You let yeah. it happen. Uh, and then... And now she recognises him. Yeah. She says, you were the one who put him away. Yes. And then she tells him to burn in hell. Yes. Um, so... I thought, well, really, love, if anyone's burning in hell... Yes. Uh, so then Tess runs off. Logan chases after her. Um, and then they go to where is it where patrick worked yeah conveniently right out the back of the house isn't yeah it? it is yeah it's right, right yeah. next to it and then so um and logan's rubbish because tess outruns him quite easily yeah but why why would you go knowing that you're being chased by a killer into some dark pipes and tubes and yeah. things like that when it just it's a bit Although Odd. she seems to navigate it quite well because Logan gets into the underground bit and has to get his zippo out. Yeah. Whereas Tess managed to get there without get there quicker and without the aid of light. Um so anyway, then all of a sudden, um, they're stopped by this worker who's there and he says, you know, Oi, what are you doing? It's not safe down here. Um and so um she then has the like these bloody pentagrams cut into the palms of her hands. Yeah. Uh, which then disappear. Um, uh, and then they leave. Uh, and they go. <laughs> and so, uh, did did the guy see it or did he just get freaked out that they were freaked out? I don't know. I don't know because we, because the dude whose car they nicked earlier, he saw, he saw the masked man jump, didn't he? Yes. It? Who was the masked man? Was it, it was the pentagram killer. It was. No, but he, Establishing a bit that he jumps into bodies. Oh, okay. So, so I want to know who was, whose body was he in when he jumped onto the car? Uh, I don't know. See, because he appears as a, as 
himself if as as yeah uh, Channing, but until he doesn't until until he appears in uh, a homeless woman or <laughs> which we'll get yeah. to anyway. Um, so yeah, then uh, yes, there we get. So the sister she's been triggered by you know this this uh, this visit that she had, even though she's turned them away. Um, but she goes to the the Monsignor's room again, um, and she gets a box. And you know it's a, yes. it's you know it's a, a scary holy box or something because it's got a cross on it. Because the music changes as well. Oh, that as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know she says that uh, Satan has the first power, the first power of resurrection. Yeah, granted it to one of his whatever followers. Uh, so we now know what the first power is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, priest says that he'll pray for her uh, whilst he, whilst he's fiddling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, 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 Father. I'll. Um, that's really useful. Um, and anyway, um, Tess. Um, what Tess says? Kill with kill someone else. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that was it. Tess says he's going to kill again, but and it'll be somebody else close to Logan. Yeah, we've got to go somewhere, but I didn't catch where it was. Yeah, so then, uh, that's right, yeah. So, this is a bit weird. Where, how did this happen? So, where did the killer appear from? Because Logan's... Oh, right, okay. So, Logan runs into a disused building. Yes. Um, And then, so he leaves Tess in the car. Yeah, he's told her to stay, hasn't he, this time, rather than... You know, flummoxing her with a seatbelt. Yes, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so but then a call comes through on the radio, and the killer appears uh, because it it starts off like it's a normal you know, police call saying, you know, officer in trouble, blah 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 blah, and then it turns out it's the killer saying, we know which officer's in trouble, don't we? Um, yeah. And and so again, there's a bit of cat and mouse. Tess runs into the building. Uh, yeah. He goes. He's, he does the whole piggy piggy thing again. Logan's got a shotgun with him this time as well, so he's a bit more armed. Um... Yeah, he has. Because he's a fucking awful shot, so he thinks, well... Yeah, he, yeah, he manages to miss again. Yeah, I've got a shotgun now. I should be able to hit something with that. Um, yeah. So uh, then they're being taunted. Bit of cat and mouse. He somehow falls through the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and the killer confronts Tess. Um, but And this is right. So she holds the pentagram thing again, yeah. and it sort of stuns him. But then he turns her hand the other way and says, it doesn't work if you hold it upside down. I'm like, really? It's a pentagram. Yeah. Is there an upside down? Um, well, there must be, I suppose. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Yeah. So um, then Logan gets up and he sees the killers after Tess. She runs to the highest point or one of the highest points of this uh, disused building. Yeah, because why not? Uh, outside now. Um, and uh, he grabs Tess by the neck, by the hair. He's got a by, by the throat. And he's got a knife to her throat. And then Logan confronts the killer, who then yeah. s- gets his gets his shotgun out. Yeah, and takes so long about it that he just boots it out of his hand. Well, the shotgun, it's going to kill them both, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, at that point, should have had a pistol, but you still would have missed. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the killer now suddenly turns into a fucking acrobat. <laughs> he starts backflipping everywhere um, and so he does this backflip thing where he kicks the shotgun out of his hand um, and he knocks Logan over the balcony yep Logan loses another fight um, and then Tess 
turns around and says, hey, asshole, and smashes him with a piece of wood, which knocks him onto a pole, like a spike. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, was was all right. Uh, so anyway, they they manage, they go downstairs, and it's not, guess who it is? It's only the fucking bad cop. Yeah, Grimes. Who? Uh, he was in Grimes. Hmm. So, the good lieutenant... So, yeah, he has, he has a bit of explaining to do to his boss. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he's turned up on... He's admitting that he hit him off... You know, he, he hit a police officer off the thing. But he says, you know, I wouldn't do it if it weren't if he weren't trying to kill me. Yeah. And his boss just goes, you know, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just sneak out the back. He was a, he was a bit of an asshole. He got a drink problem. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, yeah, just sneak out the back. No one will see you. You can just carry on doing whatever you... The, Fuck it is you do. Yeah. Um, so he gives him a bit more time to, to do something. I don't know. Investigate. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and then... So, he's, and Lo, sorry, Logan's very stressed at this point because he's, he's, he's got another fag in his hand. Yeah. I mean, it's not lit, but he's got another fag in his hand. Do you think they wrote the part and they told Blue Diamond Phillips, yeah, he's like this grizzled detective. He always smokes. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't smoke. Yeah. We're, we're paying you like a million dollars. I don't smoke. But rather than just have him, no, no, we're not going to have him not be a smoker. We'll just have him not physically smoke on screen. But he's always got a fag on him. Mm. There's that scene where him and Tess are, are talking to each other, and they they see that hot dog salesman, and he's yeah. constantly messing with a cigarette. He puts it in his mouth. He takes it yeah. out. He puts it in his mouth. He's he's sort of like I'm doing it with my fingers. You know, he's got it in between his two fingers, and he's jiggling it around. And like for fuck's sake, either smoke it yeah. or put it away. He's He's always fiddling with either a cigarette or a zipper. Yeah. He just hasn't put two and two together yet. Yeah. Um, maybe he's trying to quit smoking. I mean, but who knows, Ben? Or don't have fags on you. <laughs> have a fucking toothpick or something. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're now back at his apartment. Uh, and he admits that he's, he lives in a bit of a shithole. But prior to yeah. going into the apartment, there's a homeless woman just, or a, a bum, um, outside. He, gi- he goes to give give her a bit of change and whatever. Um and Tess is like, what are we going to do? You know, and he's, uh, his plan is, uh, somebody from the bomb squad gave me a load of grenades. <laughs> what? What the, what the, when she said, what are we going to do? I thought, um... here we go. We're probably going to fuck. <laughs> but no, no. Instead, he gets out his little Tupperware box of explosives. Yeah. That someone in the bomb squad gave him for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. I think that's not how getting explosives work. Uh, There's paperwork and stuff. Um, it's like two grenades and a load of wire. Yeah. Um, so you think, well, that's going to come into play at some point, but no, no unfortunately not. No. Um, but it's now also suggested, or it's explained into the plot, like how the killer gets into people's bodies. Uh, so anybody that's got mental problems, mental health problems, substance problems, you know, anybody that's suggestive to... You know, it's got a, a weakness. It makes them more open to being possessed. Uh, yeah. That's how, and, and that's how he got into Grimes because Grimes had got a yeah. drink problem. So and, and Tess is scared, uh, uh, and she's all vulnerable. Oh yeah. So naturally, naturally, that's when Logan makes his move. Oh yeah. He's uh, and she kind of like uh, uh, blows him off. At, <laughs> that's probably the wrong phrase. <laughs> she, she says no. Well, what are you doing? Kind of thing. And then, um, so she she backs up to the window, but he doesn't give up at this point, uh, no. and they have a nice kiss. Uh, and there's a banging sound. Yeah. So he, and they ignore it. Well, it, it's yeah. It, all this shit that's happened. Oh, yeah. It's probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
But then, but then it happens again. And he's like, huh? Oh, that's probably the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go and have a look anyway. I'll get my gun out. So, <laughs> no, it's a flying, it's a flying hobo. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this woman, this who uh, he gives the money to, all of a sudden, sort of like flies up outside the window, waves at Tess, and then um, she turns around and then she turns back again and she's gone. Um, and then, um, so like. Logan comes back at this point and he goes by the window to have a look. He says, he, oh, it's, there's nothing there. <laughs> it's like, you should know, having seen what you've seen, that what she's seen is probably there. Yes. Rather than just dismiss her because you're thinking, I put her at ease. We could just, uh, yeah, we, we could do it in everything, man. Uh, yeah. But this was quite funny because instead of just like floating up like she has done, she spins around. Yeah. Um, and then jumps through the window onto his back, uh, does another little backflip, starts swinging off the fucking rafters and the pipes yeah, it's, it's, in the it's, ceiling. It's all, all got a wee bit sort of Evil Dead 2 at this point, hasn't he? Sort of comedy. Yes. Um, uh, and so um, she's a. She's a. I'm trying to think what she, what is she from? Because she's a bit like, uh, hey, cutie pie. And she does all this kind of. She's a bit like. Oh, she's a bit. She's a bit like. Um, if you say the 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 Linda Blair's character in Repossessed. Uh, okay, so I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say she's a bit like the fairy in Scrooged. Um, have you seen Scrooged? Yes, I'll meet you in the middle. Okay, halfway between the two. <laughs> so anyway, she's a bit unhinged. She's a bit sort of yeah. like you know. Um, it is a bit. But she's also wacky. It's not sinister killer stuff now he's really he's like he's no she's she's like <clears throat> she's like the daffy gremlin in gremlins 2 yeah the mental one yes a bit wacky but they will kill you but they're just like <laughs> yeah mental. um so anyway they run off now they're in, they're in the car driving off and she appears in the back of the car for some reason and some how the yes. fuck she got there somehow um and so now she's all like uh, oh give us a kiss slogan <laughs> Uh, and so she's trying to stick her tongue in his ear and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's a bit silly. Yeah, it is very silly now. Uh, so she's driving the car as well. Like she's distracting him. He's driving really fast. Hang on, I'm thinking to myself, right? Okay, she's distracting you. She's try. She's like got her hands on the steering wheel. Just yeah. take your foot, your foot off the accelerator. Yeah, put your foot on the put brake. Stop. Just stop driving. It, okay, yeah. she's. You can't drive straight. She's distracting you because you can't see. But just take your foot off the accelerator. She's sort of like she's sort of pinning pinning test the window with one of her feet, so her foot's no way near the pedal. So yeah, apply the brake. Um, anyway, probably actually do it really harshly as well. Yeah, because you two are both seat you know, buckled in. She's just going out of the she's going out of the windscreen. Go through exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she uh, they they do the whole typical. Um, Ramp up the side of a lorry like flip. Eighties, nineties, eighteen car crash. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. It's it's the eighteen typical. Isn't it's it? what like you said goes. There's a recovery truck, so it goes up the side of it. Does about fifteen flips, and yeah. then because in real life you hit that truck at that angle, all you've done is just smashed half your car in. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a massive flip. Um, it goes. Like really high into the air as well, yeah. Uh, rolls about fifteen times, 
and then so Tess has gone. Logan's covered in blood on his face, so he looks a bit battered. Um, and so you know he, he gets out the car. He's calling for Tess, and she's not there. Uh, and then so Logan goes to see the nun. Yeah, Marguerite. To ask, he says, oh, "I don't give a damn anymore. I need your help." So I, I'm thinking, well, okay, why did she go and get the knife then? If she just went back to her fucking home, you know, her little cave. Yeah. Like, did she know he was going to come and see her? Or yeah. I'm taking this. I'm taking this back to my room. Or yeah. Uh, or what if he'd gone, found out somehow about this knife, and it's not there where it's supposed to be? Because why didn't she go looking for him at this point? Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, she she explains the three powers, doesn't she? Right. So yeah, which are different from the fucking synopsis. <laughs> yes. Because so... the three <laughs> the three powers are taking over a body, knowing the future, and the power of resurrection. Yes. Not teleportation. No. Um, no. So yeah, she says the killer's taken her, Tess, to the place where he performed his rituals which is the dam i'm guessing where he worked you know wherever it was that water place uh and then yeah so logan and her go to oh no you didn't explain the night oh we had the holy dagger the holy dagger yes when there's only there's only one way to win um through the only soul in history to ever have had all three powers and it's jesus and she gets this sacred crucifix out of her shiny box with a cross on it and then she takes the bottom of the crucifix and it's a knife yeah it's a knife available from any religious murdering shop that's a, for 29.99 it's a bit you know it's a it's it's, it's a crucifix i thought it was going to be a knife but i expected some kind of gnarly old mystical knife yeah not a shiny that's a shiny brand new with a blade with a blade hidden in it yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so like I said, they go off to find up Tess and the, the, the killer and whatever. Um, and then this is where my handwriting just goes fucking tits up. <laughs> <laughs> L- Logan and Tess, something hiding pipe. Oh no, that's it. Okay, uh, the homeless woman. Oh, that's it. Here we go. Yeah, he's. Why is he still the homeless woman? I don't know. I don't know. But did he have a couple of days offset? Do we? So think? well, possibly. So. They do find Tess. They couldn't make the stump man look like a hobo woman. No. Um, they do find Tess. She's uh, uh, tied up on the floor and there's a pentagram yeah. painted on the floor and there's candles. In the Carmen position. Yeah. Only he hasn't decided to think, you know, I'll take a bra off this time. Yeah. Um, and so so then um, Logan gets out the pipe and the, the hobo woman is above him. And drops down on him, and then they have a bit of a fight, a bit of a scrap. Yeah. Kicks him in the balls. He gets his gu- yeah, kicks him in the balls. He gets his gun out, fails again. Yes. Um, and then um, he shoots her, eat, whatever, in the chest a couple of times. And, and he gets yeah. laughed at. So, but I'm thinking, uh, I'm never quite sure. Is he indestructible at this point? Or, because he's jumped off a building, he's been hurt other ways or whatever, but can he? Can he still be killed? I mean, like the other guy, he fell onto a spike, killed. so he's dead. Mm. But what? How's this work? Surely he's restricted by the usefulness of the body that he's in, uh. because he can possess people. But I suppose so. The it's, you know, if he broke his legs and arms, he's not going to be able to walk because the body's knackered. Yeah, and he'll just change body. So 
surely if you rather than you just hit her in the kneecaps so she falls to the floor then he can't do much no then he just hit his arms then he can't do much then he'd break his ribs then he can't do, do even less until he's just in the head you just basically just break the body down until it until only his head could move then you put his head in a metal box what was that there was a film I watched recently which I'm gonna have to find out what it was where they it was a similar thing got possessed bodies and the bodies would uh eventually kind of be worn out so we'd have to go oh was it was it dead and buried it wasn't no it wasn't dead and buried <laughs> uh i watched it with lucy what the fuck was it um, really yeah it was um oh there you go and, uh, no i didn't watch it with lucy i watched it with Kay. <laughs> easy to mix those two up <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <mate. laughs> uh yeah i sleep with one of them i'm not gonna <laughs> no no let's not get down the feet no yeah calm down anyway um no it was venom that was it it was oh. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. So, Not it. shit. It's shit. Mm. But, uh, that, yeah, that's it. Because um, he, uh, the carnage, whatever, gets into the uh, body, but the body, like, wears out very quickly. So that's why he constantly has to go into other bodies and stuff like that. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know what made me think of that, but still. Uh, anyway. Um, so, um, yeah, where were we at? Um Oh, yeah, they're having a bit of a fight. Um, he shoots her a couple of times. And then, uh, you know, he laughs. she laughs at him. And then they get quite, quite close. And he shoots her in the head, th- like, two or three times. And proper blood. Oh, he stabbed Margaret by it. Marguerite. Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, the kill, yeah. or the, the, the hobo woman stabs the, the, the nun as well. Yeah, I thought the nun was going to be the powerful one. And she just she gets there, she's got the knife, and then she just gets stabbed. That's with it. right. Yeah, and then uh, so I said Logan shoots the hobo in the head three times. I thought that was decent effect. Yeah, uh, I mean there should have been a bit more of a mess rather than three neat bullet holes. Yeah, um, and then so, but then Margaret Marguerite stood there. Yeah, and he says, Are "You okay?" And she says, "Yes." Yeah. Uh, no, she's not. She's been stabbed, Logan. Why are you asking such a ridiculous question? Uh, so anyway, they untie Tess. Tess wakes up. They drag the hobo body to the pentagram, set fire to it, and it does this whole... Using what? Uh, uh, well, no, the Zippo, but why did it set on A candle. Fire? I don't know. Well, so they do the whole crow thing, don't they? Where Yes. So they set fire to the pentagram outline, and then that kind of goes up in a massive ball of flames, burns the body... Um, and you're thinking, oh, okay, that's it. They've killed, they've killed the body, they've burnt it. Is that the ritual now? Is it because they've killed yeah. it? I don't know. Well, I was wondering why is the what was the point? In, uh, I was thinking, what, why is the knife not the knife been used to stab the nun? Yes, but the knife wasn't used with when the nun was burning the body, and Logan just seems to have forgotten all about the knife altogether. Yeah. Um, so obviously something's afoot so, well that's alright so they go they escape so Tess and Logan are crawling down this this out of this um, pipe or whatever it is uh, the, the sister's fallen behind uh, yeah. she, Tess can still feel the killer there so, so they yeah. haven't killed him um, and then so Logan calls back for the sister and she's like looks like she's fainted or something and he calls out to her um, and she turns out that she's now possessed yes and she grabs him and pulls him down back to where yeah. they were logan versus nun yeah 
Uh, she tells him that you won't shoot a nun. Yes. And he tries, but fails because it's him and a gun, so he can't hit shit. And, and well, she kicks him in the ball really? skin. Oh, yeah. And true. smacks him about. And there's a whole now kind of the power of Christ compels you uh, kind of moment where he basically he tells the nun to fight. Uh, um, yeah. And, you know, you're stronger than him. And uh, he said he, he mock he sort of makes some comment about, uh, you know, your your father was your grandfather. Yeah, you yeah your mum was diddled by her dad, <laughs> yeah. etc. Which makes her angry. Him, her, yeah. um, kind of. And it it lets the nun get power back. Yeah. So it's sort of what you know. There's that little chink in the armor of it yeah. lets the nun take some power back. So she now. Stabs herself again, that, which makes her vanish. <laughs> so this is a bit like uh, Obi Wan Kenobi being struck down because his body disappears <laughs> and the, the body of the killer appears in her place. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, Channing's back in the film, uh, and so they have a bit of a scrap. And uh, oh, so while all this is happening, Tess has come back down. Yes, and she's just stood there watching. Yeah, um, and. I mean, it's quite dangerous, but instead of like directly going to help him, she unscrews the 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 wheel for the pot to let all the water in. Yeah, the old water valve. The valve. Know. That's a good. Yeah, that's it. And a, a, a bad alarm sound goes off in the background. Yeah, it is a proper old school. <laughs> kind of, uh, and then so then it turns into like a giant water slide because they all get washed away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wrote wee because it looked like good fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so now the the killer um, the, and they, they sort of land on a grate, don't yeah, they? Above a, yeah, above an acid pit. <laughs> Why? Where did that come from? Why is there an acid pit, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is that normal to have an acid pit in a waterworks? Uh, yeah. So uh, they. They have the acid pit, the um, the crucifix knife drops has ended is ended up down there down. as well through through. But that's well, it must be Jesus because it's pretty lucky. That's fallen through a little gap in the grate. The grate doesn't look particularly safe. Um, there's an they said there's an acid bath. Um, <laughs> so now uh, the the killer thinks he's won because the knife's gone. Um, Oh, did it actually fall through? Yeah, it falls to the, falls to the oh, floor. Right. Oh, I thought I thought it just it, I thought it just came down the slide and went. Clunk yeah, so net on there. Then uh, right. uh, Russ or Logan has has a bit of a scrap with um, the killer. The killer gets knocked into the acid, uh, yeah. and it turns it, and and he gets his lighter, and it's 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 an acid and bath and fire death. Um, I meant to look. I meant to look at the flammability of acid. It's because it goes up. So he drops his zippo into this acid bath, and it goes up like a rocket. It's it's pretty flammable by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah. So apparently, some acids are flammable. Ah, well, there you go. Um, so anyway, Logan and Tess are okay now. They uh, so sub acids such as nitric and hydrochloric release highly corrosive vapors at room temperature when in concentrated form. So that so really, what would have happened was he would have got his zippo going and then just exploded the entire room. Uh, well, there you go. But but, but just randomly, <laughs> I mean, come on, where's the reality? Randomly, there is an acid tub. Uh, not even tub. It's just a, a 
you know, just an acid. <laughs> Imagine Terminator 2, where they've got the molten lava going in. It's like <laughs> that, but filled with acid. But with acid. Uh, so anyway, it, 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 they then climb down to the level of where it happened uh, to have to see what's gone on. And then all of a sudden, the fucking killer jumps out the acid. Yeah. He's not dead. He's just 8% bald. And he's he's all burnt up and looks a bit, he looks worse than he, he is. Well, he actually doesn't look that much different. He's just missing a bit of hair. Yeah. Um, so then um, Lo- they have another scrap, him and Logan. And Logan's on top of him. He's got the knife now and he's about to stab. Uh, but he gets, it's it's not the killer anymore. It's the nun. It's the nun again. And then where the fuck did this come come from? What happened here? Because you get the cops who appear at the, at, you know, conveniently appear. Yeah. Um, Somehow. And it's probably the same cops that conveniently appeared as he was smashing the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the killer's head at the start. Yeah. Because uh, it's uniform cops, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they see Logan on top of the nun with the knife. And he's about to stab. He does stab. Yeah, but they're like light insider or something. Yeah, so as soon as he stabs, like this light thing kind of shoots out. And, you know, that's it. The killer's then. But the, Logan gets shot in the meantime, because obviously... Yeah. 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 Uh, but then it's Channing again. And then it's Channing. Is So if everyone's seeing Channing, isn't there some unusual questions that need answering? Like... Why is this man who we killed in the gas chamber a lot now here and was alive? Yeah. Why was he a nun? And also, like, do the cops see the nun, or what did they see? Because I, well, I think I think they saw the nun get stabbed, but then it shows Channing, and it implies that they then see Channing, yeah, rather than the nun. Um. I don't, I don't, that's, I don't. There's lots of questions there that will be asked. There's lots of complicated paperwork to be filled in. Yeah. Um, and so, well, anyway. Um, so, Logan's now in hospital and um, he's he's got a oxygen mask over his face. Yeah. So, he's, he's not conscious. Uh, and Tess is there looking over him. And uh, then she turns around to walk away and he grabs her by the throat and he's got an evil look on his face. Yes. And then uh, she wakes up. It's a, it's a dream. Or is it a vision? Um, because the music changes again. It's sort of like the screen goes a little bit darker, like kind of almost yeah. black and white. Yeah. Um, and you hear... Because she's staring at Logan. She's, sta- she's staring at Logan thinking, like you said, is it real or not? Is it a vision? Is the killer inside him now? Um, and then you hear, see you around, buddy boy. And then the film finishes. Uh, yes. um, so I've got a question before we talk mm-hmm. about the film. Where did the sister go when she got stabbed? Well, she stabbed herself. I don't know. I've no idea. Did she just vanish into thin fucking air or what? I don't know. I don't. I... What I don't get is that Logan always saw Channing. Well, they didn't always see Channing. Obviously, Channing was taking hold of people's bodies, but Logan saw Channing rather than the actual person, like when it was Grimes. Yeah. So why did he see the nun if it was Channing? 
Why at some point did Channing appear to Logan as himself and sometimes as someone else? Yeah. I, I... And Yeah. Why when the nun stabbed herself? Obviously Channing was the nun. So when... Uh, right, so when she stabbed herself, does that mean her spirit died? And then it was just Channing? So Channing... No, it doesn't make any sense. Why would Logan still... Own... <laughs> don't know is the yeah, answer. I don't think... Uh, there's lots of flaws. Yeah. And the, the thing is, right, you know, like we were saying earlier on, they went to some... Now, whether they did it by luck or judgment, but they went to some effort to sort of, like, say, explain why the grandmother couldn't see or recognise Logan at first because she yeah. got cataracts. And then there's all these other, like, plot holes that just make no sense what... I think I think the rules regarding when was Channing Channing and when was he somewhere else was just dependent on if he was there for that day's filming. Yes, that's that's because it's weird that from for like over half the climactic end it wasn't him, it was an elderly female hobo. Yes. Yeah, quite unusual choice. Um so that all being said, um what did you think of it then? Um, it wasn't great. Oh, I don't think. Okay, it's because you've set the bar so high with unknown action films. I think I think you, you came way too early with with Stone Cold. Yeah, and it's not it's not a comparison because they're completely different. But um, there's elements that I liked. I like I like the whole you know the whole occult weird. Like angle, like evil satany thing. I like that that part of it. I like the music for the most part because it wasn't it doesn't sound like your standard sort of thrillery sort of music. It's a bit more warpy and odd. So I quite like that. I just don't think I don't think it was shot. I think the soundtrack worked really well for the sort of film, but it's it's not shot in a in the same sort of imaginative way. I thought it was quite quite flat. I think it was missing, missing more. I don't want to say bigger set pieces because bigger isn't always better. Mm. But it was just—I don't know—it kind of lacked. I, I never felt much drama in it. I don't think. And whether that's or not, I don't think I liked Logan particularly as a character because I, I thought you might have chosen it originally because, like, you know, at the end of the day, like in Stone Cold, Stone Cold, a terrible policeman. You know, because everything, everything that the baddies want in that film pretty much happens apart from the fact they all get killed as well but it doesn't save anyone logan's pretty ineffective as a as a cop overall in this film he can't shoot anything he loses fights he gets stabbed um it's not particularly good i don't think there was i don't know i don't even by the end of the film i don't feel like i really knew much about him and you don't have to know much about like an actiony character it just still felt like there weren't much to him, apart from his his dad died, his dad got shot, and his mum went mad. Yeah. But there was nothing. I don't know. There weren't enough. There wasn't enough little bits anywhere telling you anything about him as a character, apart from he lived in a shithole and he, he was a bit of a knobber. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. It 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 was average. It was average. I, it, it took me a long time to get into it. Yeah. And by the end, I wasn't thrilled or excited. But I don't, you know, again, it wasn't like a, a golden child moment where I thought, I ain't going to get that time back. Yeah. But I don't, I won't watch it again. I've watched, I think I've watched Stone Cold three times since we watched that show. 
since we've oh really wow oh, nice. yeah it sort of entered my uh entered me films to watch but i'm just want something ridiculous oh great whereas th- this this won't enter enter my watch no. at any point but uh interesting to talk to because there's like I said, there's a few weird bits of logic that make no sense which shouldn't have to make sense but at least be consistent within your own rules so it makes sense yeah i think it falls into that topic that that sorry that camp of uh films i've enjoyed talking about more than i enjoyed watching yeah. um because like i said you end up going down weird rabbit holes <laughs> of talking about all sorts of random stuff um but i suppose from my point of view um I hold, the whole point of these, I suppose, these shows is to, you know, did it live up to the memory? And in some ways, it did because it, it, it it's. It, it, I'm talking about it. There's so many plot holes and things that don't make sense when you look at it and you examine it like this. But I suppose I've got to look at it from the point of view of did I enjoy watching it? I think. It's a strange one. I don't know if it's because I did watch it over two nights or maybe because I was pausing it to make notes. But it did seem to be a bit longer than its hour and 39 minutes. Um, although... It, I have to admit, it didn't fly by. It didn't drag. Yeah. But it is a pretty slim film. It did zip in some ways, but in other ways it seemed to sort of... I don't know. It did feel a little bit longer than it was, but... Um, that's something. I like the practical effects. I like the, the practical... Yeah, I thought all, all of the falling scenes and everything were really well done. Yeah. The, yeah. I shan't take that away. The practical stunts and, uh, were good in it. Um, I, I liked... Again, maybe it's one of those films where it sort of does... I potentially agree with one of those uh, reviews that you read out there. It, it sort of... it does. Is it an action film or is it a horror film? And then in some mm. ways it ends up being a bit of nothing uh, because yeah. it doesn't focus too much on one or the other. Um, so... Um, it's never scary, is it? And I, and I think they take too long to actually get to the point of why it's called The First Power. Yeah. So Before she realistically says anything much about it is basically near the end yeah um i, I mean i thought lou diamond phillips did a, a fairly decent job in a in terms of the, his physicality with regards to you know he, he does a fair bit of the stuff himself like jumping off um um like catwalks and you know running down catwalks and uh, we could do r- that though. It's not too hard, is it? I don't. Know. I'll probably do my knee in or something. You do your backing, okay? <laughs> Be hilarious. Uh, and then you know, and run down hills. I mean, we always tell our kids don't run down a hill, um, but you know, and stuff like that. So you know, he does a lot of running and he does a lot of actiony type stuff. But um, like I said, some of the stunts in it. But then, like, I think it does become a different film. Like you said, I think you summed it up perfectly when you said it becomes a bit evil deady towards the the end where you've got this weird hobo who's taking the piss and doing daft things. Um, and then, you know, the whole spinning routine and doing backflips and all sorts of stuff. It's Because it, it, play, it plays Channing like a straight up, almost like a straight up horror villain yeah. for quite a while in this film. And then, yeah, it just goes wacky. And then once you've gone to that wacky place, it's really hard to drag it back into where you what it, where it was originally, what it was trying to do for me. Anyway. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, overall I enjoyed it. When I rated it, I gave it three stars. I'm possibly thinking maybe I should have given it two and a half at the time. But, you know, I think that's what I went with. Um, 
you know, it's for me, I'm glad I've watched it again because it's a film that I watched a lot when I was younger. I can probably see the, the shortcomings now uh, from the perspective of, of somebody who's never watched it before. Oh, I can definitely see the shortcomings because we've even said a lot of it don't make any fucking sense at all. Um, it does struggle in terms of what kind of film is it. Is it starts off as a bit of a horror, then there's a bit of an action element to it, and then it kind of tries to go back to a bit of a horror. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's all right. I, it, it's not anything amazing i can kind of see why it's got a bit of a cult following but i I, pro- I won't rush out of my way to watch it again i don't think either so but there is nothing wrong with still enjoying yeah so there you go um right cool um what are we going to watch next time oh dear right okay i'm looking forward um... to this i always look forward to uh you know you picking uh, maybe you i'm sure you look forward to me picking you know to see what i'm going to go with but go on then let's see what you well, got i'm cu- i'm kind of going on a theme here yeah um but we're, we're traveling back to 1993 oh uh, okay okay <clears throat> right chances of you getting this are quite slim i would think right well maybe not right uh directed by brian usner Okay, so I know him. He did Society. Do, 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 do you? Okay, all right. I did not know uh, that. Yeah, he directed Society. He's also... Um, oh, fuck. What else has he done? Uh, I'm trying to think. But go on. I might know it. I okay. might know it. Right. Starring Mike Moroff. No, I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, Jill Andre. No. James T. Callahan. I know the name, but I can't picture it now. Uh, Melinda Clark. No. Uh, J. Trevor Edmund. No. Well, you're bugger then, because those last two were the main stars. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's it. We have it's a sequel to a film we have already watched. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but I can't look through what we've done because that'll be boring for everybody. But um... <laughs> that's right. It's Biggles too. No, it's not. Um, how how um, long ago was it? We we did it. Oh, now it'll be a couple of years. Uh, okay. Um, sequel. What has he done? Mm. The um, no. I mean. It would be nice to return to the franchise. It's not a Return of the Living Dead follow-up thingy. Not the Blob. The Blob 2. Was there a Blob 2? <laughs> the Blobber. Blobber. <laughs> the Blobbery. Uh, well, I've gone back to Stone Cold there. That was 2020 when we did Stone Cold. Was it before or after that? Oh, God, it's before that. Before Stone Cold? I think. Oh. I don't know. I haven't gotten written down when we did shit. Uh... You you basically got it. The blobbery? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Return of the Living Dead. Ah, okay. Three. Really? Yes. So hang on. So what was the first one for what so Return of the Living Dead's the middle one, or is that No, Return of the Return of the Living Dead's the first okay. one. Okay. Return of the Living Dead Two is the second one, unsurprisingly. Return of the Living Dead Three. Against all expectation is the third one. Oh, okay. Followed by Return of the Living Dead Necropolis and Return of the Living Dead 
Rave to the Grave. Oh, I'm just looking at the video cover of this, or the cover of it, video cover. I think I've seen this, because I seem to remember the, um, uh, the woman sticking things in a like and then she sort of becomes as powers or something or oh, all right well there's no point in recording the next no 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 we'll do it we'll do it i'm looking forward to that one because i've only ever seen it once it's... and it was a long time ago i was not going to choose this but then I, for some reason I, I was on prime the other day and it turns out it's on there for free. oh fantastic right. have you so yeah, i think you've seen it before i have seen it it's been a long long time yeah oh how exciting well that'll be good i'm looking forward to that one then so, yes. um we've had a three and a three. Excellent. All right. Very good. Okay. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, again, I don't really do social media anymore, so uh, no point giving mine out. But if you want to interact with the show or the website or anything else, then if you go to uh, 60mw.co.uk, that has got the links to everything, the shows, the websites, the websites the 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 links to the podcasts um twitter instagram youtube all the stuff the stuff that's on there um and there's a contact us page there's a speak pipe if anybody wants to send us anything um yeah that's about it um thanks for chatting about the first power sorry it didn't live up to um the the expectation but uh i, I had no expectation i'm never disappointed uh, Unless it's something that I pick that's truly dreadful. Well, we'll find out whether uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 is um, is that kind of film. <laughs> it might be. So, no, looking forward to that. <laughs> right, well, thanks for, for that. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.